Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, August 16th. We are here live. That means it's time for Destination Health. We're going to open phone lines right now, so jump in and join us, 855-950-3835. It is a Destination Health free-for-all. Anything goes. If you have a question, a comment, a topic about anything health, pick up the phone and join us. Uh, Angie, do we have uh, Lauren joining us? To, oh, maybe I have a text from her. Okay. Um, Lauren's not joining us today. I should have known that. Um, that's all right. We do have a guest uh, coming up in just about 30 minutes or so. I'm not going to tell you who it is. We're bringing a new product line into the store. I will say it's something a little different, but um, the more I think about this one, the more I think this could be a, a pretty big deal. We'll see. We'll talk about it when, uh, when the guest gets here. Until then, um, I'm going to get to the call, so go ahead and line them up. I, you know, I hate to uh, take Wednesdays um, for anything other than health, so get some calls coming in here, but I... I I don't know what's going on with this whole Maui fire thing. I hate where we are that I have to question everything anymore. Everything that comes out of the media, I have to question. This Maui fire, I could spend hours on all the weird stuff that I'm seeing. Now, how much of it is true, I have no idea. When, when the media... <sighs> When we lose all trust in the media, like I have because of what they've done the last several years, we know how dishonest they've been. We know how biased they have been. When, the, when you start to see such an odd story like this one, and then you see all the things that are being posted about what's wrong and what's really happening, but is that really true either? Because... You also can't trust what you see on social media. So where where do you go to verify stuff anymore? This whole story just seems so odd to me. Everything about it seems odd. I all I, I got a book yesterday about the Maui fires already. A book. Now it's eighty six pages. It was clearly written by AI. I thought I'll just knock this out, you know, two hours. I should be able to read 86 pages. I'll, you know, talk about it. I couldn't get through four pages of it. It is just total garbage as far as blaming this fire on climate change. That seems to be the big push here. So now you start to wonder, is that all this is? I've heard it's a, a land grab. And if you're familiar with Hawaii, that's been going on for a while through eminent domain. Uh, that's been going on for decades through eminent domain. Is this just another way to grab um, really valuable land for people that have had it for decades or longer in their family? I've heard, you know, conspiracy theories that it's to turn the whole island or this town into a 15-minute city. It's just really odd. Um, but this book was just total garbage. You could tell it was written by AI. That's how they knocked it out so fast. Um, it was published already on the 10th. 
And it, it was published so fast, it's not even close to being accurate. It claims six people died. Uh, I think we're over 100 now. So just uh, just some weird stuff going on. Other than that, uh, I am pretty beat up today. Um, I had said that I was going to go out on the water every day until I figured out how to wing foil. Uh, but then we had this really weird little heat wave and the wind completely died. I mean, there would have just been no reason to go out there and even practice standing on the board. It just wasn't worth it. So I thought, all right, I'll just keep an eye on things. And when the wind picks back up, I'm getting out there and I'm going to figure this out. So yesterday, the prediction was totally dead winds. So Lisa had to go to Hood River for a meeting. So I drove her. Um, I was just going to wait there and read. Good chance for me to get caught up on some reading. And then when we got there, I couldn't believe how much wind there was in Hood River, which is where I go to wing foil. So I called Chelsea and she brought all my stuff to me. And I went out and had a good day. The wind wasn't as good as I thought it was. It was really gusty and it was changing a lot. But uh, I learned a lot. Still not able to do this, which is really frustrating and a little humbling. I thought for sure I would pick this up much faster. Uh, but I did get up on the foil a little bit yesterday. I learned a couple things and it's really now it's just time. It's just repetition. I just have to keep doing it over and over. Um, the problem today, I wanted to get back out and the wind is supposed to be better today than it was yesterday, better tomorrow than it will be today and even better on Friday. We're supposed to have three good days right now. I'm not sure if I can get back out there today. I am really beat up. I could probably work through most of the soreness, but I did something to my right knee. I'm not even sure what. I didn't injure it all at one time, but I woke up at about two this morning and it was all swollen and it's not bending so well. And I'm thinking if the winds pick up, I'm going to grab that... Uh, that massage gun we have in the store and give my knee a good workout and see if I can get it moving again. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated on that. Calls are coming in, so we will get to them. Uh, let's go to Washington. Stephen, welcome to the program. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's on your mind today? Uh, one of my friends listens to you religiously. His name is Dave. And uh, he recommended that I call you. I have uh, uh, diabetes and uh, hypertension. And recent, recently I've been diagnosed with uh, roasted of the liver and it's causing problems with my breathing. Okay, the cirrhosis of... I haven't of, had a drink. And, yeah, that's what I was about sorry, to what? ask. Um, is the cirrhosis of the liver um, alcohol-related or just diet-related? Well, it's more than likely it's uh, from medications I've taken for the last 20 some odd years, but well, it's not alcohol related at all. Okay. And that's the first thing I want to check. Which medications do you think? Um, Lysinopril, metformin. Um, yeah, all the typical stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I took, um, I was in a truck rollover accident and I took, uh, not all the time, but sometimes I took as many as uh, four uh, ibuprofen, 800 milligrams. Yeah, that's so hard on the liver. That that's, that's really, really hard yeah. on the liver. Honestly, um, it's my opinion those drugs should just be taken off the market. 
They're that dangerous. And nobody ever talks about it. You can buy it in every convenience store, every gas station, everywhere you go, you can buy this stuff. Um, it's horribly damning damaging to the liver. And if you do combine it with alcohol, it's really bad. Now, you know, people think you'd have to be a raging alcoholic to get cirrhosis of the liver from alcohol. And it's just not true. A couple drinks a night and, and a habit of using ibuprofen, which is common, and you can do a lot of damage to your liver and nobody ever really talks about that. Or they talk about it, but nobody thinks it's any big deal. But it is. Um, a lot of the over-the-counter medications are hard on our liver and, you know, we, we take them throughout our whole life without even thinking about that. Um, since you're new to the show, uh, how much background did, he, did your friend give you about the show and about myself? You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, I have nothing to do with the medical field, right? Yeah, I understand that. Okay. I'm basically self-taught with one course on nutrition, one pretty in-depth course on nutrition and a lot of reading, a lot of testing. I've been working with people health-wise for coming up on nine years, and we've had a lot of good results. But it's the one thing I want to tell people is everything I tell you is the opposite of everything you've ever known. And, and I, I can't think of many exceptions to that. Everything you've been told about fat is wrong. Everything we've been told about cholesterol is completely wrong. Everything we've been told about salt, everything we've been told about what we should eat in our diet. A lot of, I hate when I say this, but it's how they always say it, healthy whole grains and a lot of vegetables. Um, there's no such thing as a healthy whole grain. Grains are not human food. They are really bad for us. This idea that we should be eating 12 servings of grains that should be the base of our diet. It's killing people. It's why we have such rampant diabetes. And what you really have is what we should be calling metabolic syndrome. Diabetes, just one part of it. The high blood pressure is the other part. And now all we need is one more, and I'm sure you've got it. Um, one of them anyway. Um, how much weight do you need to lose? Uh, I weigh around um, anywhere from 185 up to 200 pounds. Okay, that might—that's not horrible. Um, high cholesterol, according to the doctors. No. Okay. No. What, what's your number? Do you know? Uh, I wouldn't know without looking at it. But uh, okay, uh, I've been tested for all that. Stuff. Okay. So, um, I had I don't know COVID I... a year ago. Okay. Uh, are you vaccinated? No. Okay. I always have to ask because it makes a huge difference. We, we have a, I mean, we're, we're working on a whole protocol for people who are vax injured. It's a real thing. Um, how old are you? I don't know if you said that or not. 64. Okay. So, what is the the single biggest problem you want to solve health-wise? Well, I'd like to be able to return to work and can't do that as long as my oxygen levels are, well, when I'm wearing oxygen, it's okay. But, uh, so they are... To take it off. Yeah. No other damage to the lungs that we're aware of? They're claiming all of the breathing is, is conditioned because of the cirrhosis of the liver? Yes. Interesting. Um, 
honestly, I, we could certainly help you with diet. And I can act, I can make it really, really simple too. What is the, uh, if, if you know this, what's the highest A1C you've recorded? For me? Yeah. Mine is uh, maybe 7.1 or 7.2, but it's below 7 now. On medication? Yeah. Right. And, and it's, you know, seven is not normal. Seven were causing damage to the body, and that's about the best they ever do on medication. Um, we can get that down to the fives pretty quickly. That 30 days wouldn't be hard at all. And once we do that, everything else starts to improve. The one thing I do have some questions about because I've never really dealt with it, and I, I've dealt with thousands of people with this exact same issue. I mean, we deal with this over and over and over, but I have never dealt with somebody where the claim was they were having breathing because of liver issues. That, that's a new one on me. And again, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not in the medical field. I'm not medically trained. Normally, I would think I come across this stuff over and over and over, but this one, I've never seen a breathing issue this severe that you can't even go back to work because of this. So I would want you to see a functional medicine doctor for that issue. I mean, we could help you with everything else, uh, diet, lifestyle, all of this stuff will start to improve. It always does. We can get your A1C right back down to normal. Um, we can reverse a lot of this. The hypertension, that one's easy. We cure that all the time. The breathing issue, I'm a little concerned about. Um, the good news is the liver is very, it's very durable. It, it can rebuild itself. It's a, it's a pretty amazing organ. So when we start to improve the rest of your metabolic system, which it will improve, it always does. Uh, the breathing should get better too, but I, I really, I think we might be able to speed that up if we could see a functional medicine doctor. And, and that's a doctor who just believes that we don't use drugs and surgeries to solve everything, that the human body can heal itself if it's given the proper nutrition. So we work with doctors who believe that way, that many of them are very traditionally trained. Um, one of our regular guests, Dr. Wolfson, is a cardiologist. Uh, he worked as a traditionally trained cardiologist for years till he figured out he was killing people. And now he's holistic or functional. So um, we use diet and lifestyle instead of drugs and surgeries. But th this is a case with, uh, with that kind of cirrhosis causing breathing issues. I would want uh, somebody medically involved with that part of it. Um, yeah, I recently spoke to a place. Um, unfortunately, they don't take my insurance uh, almost um, i do have an no, appointment almost no functional medicine doctors can use insurance it is really sad these are the doctors that are truly healing people and insurance won't pay them for it, it it's such a messed up system yeah <clears throat> yeah that's, there's no doubt about the healthcare system in america it's a mess it really is and, and here's the thing <laughs> We talk about health insurance as though that's how we're going to solve this. And I don't care whether you believe in Obamacare or a single payer system, which I don't. I believe in a free market system, but it doesn't matter. We will never, ever solve our health insurance problem because of our health care problem. 
Americans are far too sick to ever have insurance cover this. There's not enough money. The average diabetic patient is $10,000 a year just on their diabetes. That would mean if you were paying $1,000 a month for insurance, the, your, the insurance company would probably still be losing money. That, that can't work. That, that's just an unworkable system. We, we have got to figure out how to get Americans healthier. This isn't a health insurance problem. It's a health problem. When, when medical care is that expensive and Americans are this sick, there is no insurance that could ever fix this. So we have oh, to realize this, this could cost us thousands of dollars out of our own pocket if we want to get healthy. Yeah, I understand all those things. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not really in a position to spend thousands of dollars on. Then here, what here's then here's what I can tell you: um, we won't address the medical issue for now. We'll address the nutritional issue and maybe move on to lifestyle, and we can solve a lot of this. Maybe even all of it. I don't know. There, there's that one breathing issue that I'm just not very familiar with. So I don't know what to expect there. But I can tell you this. If we change the diet, everything else gets better. Everything. And, and we have the best shot at the best outcome. And I can make the diet part really easy. It's going to sound a little extreme, but for however long you can do it, if it's seven days, 10 days, 14 days, what I want you to do is eat nothing but meat and eggs, animal products. You can throw in some dairy, cheese, if you like cheese, and but nothing, no fruit, no vegetables, no grains, no greens, no salads, just, just meat and eggs and animal products. And if you can do it seven days, you will see results. We will have measurable results in seven days. Your A1C, well, we can't measure A1C in seven days. Your average blood sugar, if you monitor it, will be lower. Do you monitor your blood sugar? There's another good question. Every morning. And what's a normal fasting number for you in the morning? Well, anywhere from, uh, say, 95 to 135. Okay. Um, which is somewhat under control on medication, which is their target. That's all they really care about. But we have to look at what their system has created. What, when were you diagnosed as diabetic? At age 42. And since that time, your health has deteriorated, hasn't it? You haven't gotten any better. You're still on diabetic medications. You're still on high blood pressure medication. So in 20 years, they haven't fixed anything. Absolutely not. And we can fix it in 20 days. And that's not an exaggeration. Well, I've tried all kinds of, uh, uh, I've tried all kinds of uh, supposedly health Diets well, give diet me an diet idea diet. of one. Just give me it could because most of it, the advice out there from the American Diabetic Association, all that completely wrong, completely wrong. Like it couldn't be more wrong if they tried. They want you to eat low fat, low calorie, low salt, high grains. It is it is a recipe for diabetes. That's what that diet is. Not really into the grains. Uh, I do. Uh, I do uh, fruit and vegetables. Fruit or, is the like worst a thing a diabetic could eat. Yeah. So the sugar. Absolutely. 
It's nothing but sugar. Modern okay. fruit is nothing like real food. The, the banana did not exist. The banana we know today did not exist ever. We created it. Most of our fruit did not exist in the form we know of it today. It's become candy. So it, this, this low-fat, high-plant food diet that they keep pushing on diabetics is what keeps them diabetic. Nothing they've told you or, or tried with you has worked. Your, your condition has gotten worse, not better. They, they use words like, well, it's well-managed. No, it's not. You're still on toxic pharmaceuticals. Metformin has been shown to cause cancer. The supply was contaminated. Yeah. So um, if you want out of this system, you got to opt out of it. And you opt out of it by, by opting out of the standard American diet and eating mostly high-fat animal products with a lot of salt. Everything opposite of what they told us. And we will see improvements in 10 days. Well, I welcome that. I'm sure. Well, give it, give it a shot. Give it a shot. For seven days, 10 days. Um, call me every week if you want. Hell, call me every day if you want. Um, I'm on the air every day. I help people like this all the time. Um, we, can, we can do this at no cost if you want. I mean, you could do a consultation with us and pay us, but you could also just call me. Um, and most of this stuff is pretty simple. Usually doesn't require a consult consultation. We can improve probably 80 to 90% of everything you have going on health-wise with nothing but diet. Well, that's an answer I've been looking for for years. I know. Uh, you'll be amazed. Uh, the other thing you can do is listen to the show because it, it's hard to find a day that goes by that somebody doesn't call to talk about how much weight they lost, how much their blood sugar is down, how many medications they are off of. That's pretty common here. And, and it's good to hear because you start to see this really does work. Oh, I used to listen to your show when I was on the radio. Okay. Well, then you know. You, you've heard those stories. Well, I've heard some of them. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really like a religious type of, um, listener, but I would tune in from time to time. Oh. But my buddy Dave uh, keeps telling me that uh, you have the cure all for for it all. So, as crazy as I it sounds, we kind of do, and it's not us. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't make this up. I didn't figure this out. I read a lot of books. I worked with a lot of other practitioners. We have doctors on the show on a very regular basis. I work with a lot of doctors directly now. This is, like I said, this is very well known now in the holistic food and medicine world, but it's not very well known anywhere else. They're still pushing the whole low fat, low salt thing on us and it kills people. Yeah, well, I know that. All right, Stephen, let's uh, let's give this a shot. Call me back. I got to cut you loose. We've got a guest coming up. Um, I'm going to take another call. Let's go to Florida. John, welcome. Hey, Kevin, that uh, last guy just talking to Stephen, uh, I just encourage him to take you up, uh, do the NutriQ, do the discovery call, get out of the sick care system, and uh, get healthy. Good. Um, Thank you. He also, he, he, he mentioned, uh, or no, you mentioned, sorry, you mentioned that you're working on a protocol to help people who've uh, 
taking the experimental drug. So let me clarify. I'm not working on it. I need to research it just so I can understand it. It's already developed. Um, Dr. Peter McCullough um, was involved in this. That was going to be my recommendation. You already got it. Got oh, okay. It made, so. Yeah. That, so there, I guess. Um, one <laughs> of the other doctors that's a regular guest on our show, Dr. Ben Tapper, um, who's also been named as one of the disinformation dozen by President Biden. Um, <laughs> Uh, I remember that. I, I, I was, you know, seeing Dr. Ben's using this. So um, I just I trust it based on who it's coming from. I just need to understand it. And I haven't had time. Uh, and it's fairly simple. Three supplements, three fairly um, almost what I would call benign supplements, not not super powerful stuff with, you know, crazy side effects like we might have thought. It's some pretty basic stuff. So I just um, I just need to find the time to read it. it um, a lot of it will probably depend on whether I go wing foiling today or not. Uh, if I don't, I'll probably read it today. Um, but no matter what, I'll get through it by this weekend so that by next week we could be directly recommending it and and we'll put together a kit in our store as well. We already have two of the three supplements available for us. Uh, we just need to find a source on the, the third, uh, which won't be a big deal. But um, yeah, I just, I wanna understand it more before I make direct recommendations about it. Yeah, he's a great source. Uh, he, he's, he's not a Johnny-come-lately. He's been in the front lines battling since 2020. Absolutely, and, uh, he, yeah. He's, he's, got some, he's, already got a, he's already got a product out, I believe, a supplement. Uh, but, yeah, that wasn't why I called. That was just something I thought about while you guys were talking about that. Uh, let's talk about your, uh, what is this, uh, your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others? Yes. So discover your uniqueness and exploit wife, it in the service of others. I, I stole it from Larry Winget, by the way. Okay. Well, you're, you're greedy service of others here. Let me tell you about this. So I got, uh, five kids. Uh, uh, the, after the first three, my wife would breastfeed for approximately five to seven months. And then she would have these migraines and she would then have to stop. And she tried the regular doctors and all that. And then with the fourth child coming, uh, this was 2019 probably. I said, hey, call Kevin, get a, a nutri, do the one-on-one. -on -one. She does a one-on-one -on -one with Michael, and they put together a plan, and, and uh, she breastfed with that child all he wanted and never had any migraines. You know, the migraine issue is just crazy. Um, it seems to be exploding more and more people suffering from migraines, which from what I understand are just horrendous. Like you, you can't even function. The pain is so bad. It causes nausea and it, it just sounds awful. And the medical community's answer to this um, is to take a highly powerful toxin like Toxin is right yep. in the name, um, Botox. That that's short for uh, I'll probably never get this right, but anabotulinum toxin A. Toxin is right in the word, the name of this this powerful drug that basically kills your cells. Uh, 
For some reason, they they believe that Botox actually helps migraines. But when you if you ignore what they're saying in the commercial for Botox and you just read the statistics, it's awful. Like people, I'm not going to get this exactly right, but you'll get the idea. Um, They'll say Botox reduced the number of migraines from seven a month to five a month. So we're willing to take this horrible toxin that has some horrendous side effects if things go wrong, and they do once in a while, uh, in order to eliminate just two migraines a month. The placebo eliminated one. Just the placebo (laughs) made an improvement, and it was almost as much improvement as this toxic drug. And yet what we found was we didn't have to do anything other than change diet. Very seldom do we even need any supplementation, nothing. Many times we have found the only step somebody has to take, get grains out of the diet and the migraines go away. Maybe there's a a play on words in there, migraine, migraine, migraines. Um, uh, Migraines cause migraines is is what we... or, you know, sometimes we have to clean up a little more of the diet, but this whole issue really responds well to dietary changes. Yeah. So then probably uh, 2021, we had our, our, our last kid and I said, no, it's, I know you know what to do. Do another one. So she does. She works with Lauren this time. Is, uh, is she here today or uh, she is on vacation this week? Oh, uh, good for her. Uh, so. Uh, and they put together, and it wasn't just diet. It was diet with whatever other supplements they recommended. And, yeah. and she was able to, you know, breast, breastfeed our last child as well. Excellent. Um, as long as uh, she wanted with, with no migraine. So Excellent. I know you wanted yeah. some testimonials. Uh, that's, uh, that's a few years, but Love it. there you go. All right. Thank you. I do have to get on to our guest. we got to stay on track here. Our guest is in the house. And we are going to bring him in right now. Um, this is a uh, this is a different product for us. It's a new product. I um, thought long and hard about this one, and and um, Lisa did all the work on this. And I'm really excited about this. So um, I want to bring in uh, Tyson Farr from My Medic and get started on this topic. Tyson, welcome. Tyson, are you with us? I am. There we Kevin. go. Hello. Hello, and good morning. I'm excited about today. Good. Me too. A very good morning to you as well. So I've been looking forward to this day. Um, like I said, it's kind of a different product for us, but the more um, Lisa worked on this and the more we thought about the big picture, um, this became a lot more than just a product for our store that we really like. Uh, it really became a way to maybe really make the highways safer. Um, so that's just a little teaser. I'm going to let you explain what, uh, uh, what your company is all about and uh, kind of get started on what this project's about. What do you think? Fantastic. I love where your mindset's at. Yeah. You're looking at this as an opportunity to make the highway safer. You know, not only for our customers that we're going to be showcasing this to, but more just everyday strangers. 
Yes. You know, it, it's interesting. So I, I think in order to understand where we are today, it, it's important to learn of our story and, and kind of where we've come from. Um, My Medic is such a beautiful company. It has such an incredible story. It's a family-owned business. And about 10 years ago, the siblings who own and operate, along with the mother who own and operate My Medic, lost their father in a tragic car accident. He was driving to work just like he did every single day for the last 20 or some odd years. And uh, this time was different. He got in an accident and EMS services were about 25 minutes away. It wasn't really in a city where where help might have been just, you know, five or so minutes away. And uh, bystanders who witnessed the car accident wanted to help. I think it's human nature to want to provide aid when you see somebody in need or in a struggling situation. But none of them had any gear or training to stop a bleed or to provide aid in any way. Um, and unfortunately, he bled out in the front of his pickup truck. And when EMS services arrived, he was gone and they couldn't bring him back. And so we realized, and by we, I mean the family. I'm not directly related to the family, by the way. But the, the family, the siblings and the, and the mother realized that everyday consumers simply aren't prepared for an emergency in that very situation. EMS isn't on our you know, front porch knocking on our door waiting if, if there's a situation where we need to treat either A, a life-threatening injury, if it's a, a massive bleed, or simply to render aid for someone who has a headache or an upset stomach or a cut or a scrape, things like that. So we kind of took a look at the current market, and my goal here is not to thrash uh, the current market with first aid, but I think people are, were so used to seeing the $25 Oh. Walmart or Amazon <laughs> or Target first aid kit, right? Which I, to be honest, is is perfect for very minor injuries. They have the neosporin in there. They have the gauze pads. They have the wipes, and they have some ointments. So again, for the cuts and scrapes, sure, you're going to get away just fine with those. But again, in this situation, consumers just weren't ready for this emergency situation. You know, Kevin, what's so interesting is that. When you get into a first aid industry, you start to see and hear things that you didn't know before. Right. Um, a couple of examples of that is, is there's actually a very large campaign by the government that's out right now called Stop the Bleed Campaign, which suggests that every vehicle in America should have a tourniquet inside of it. I, I just think that's so, you know, incredible. The, 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 even the government is saying that, hey, Cars should have tourniquets inside of them. And then a crazy statistic is that the number one cause of preventable death in the U.S. is blood loss. So exactly bringing this full circle to what you said in the beginning is, is what a unique opportunity for my medic and let's check to bring out safety and to share share what we love to do with, with people. You know, that statistic about the, the how many people die from blood loss was the one that just totally shocked me and woke me up to to what we should be doing. Uh, and that's why we're, we're starting this campaign. I, I was just blown away by that number. Here's the other thing that it that it did for me. I am. Um, I have to admit, I'm a little squeamish when it comes to a lot of this stuff. I would rather kind of <laughs> ignore it if I could, but but I know I shouldn't. Um, and, but here was my thought. 
my thought was, well, why would I carry this kind of high-end medical kit? I, you can't even call this a first aid kit. This is like a, a, a medical kit. Why would I carry this? Because, hell, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. But then what I realized was that sure. this one issue, this, this bleeding, this is something that, that can be taught fairly simply. A couple techniques and the right equipment, and anybody could save somebody's life with this. And isn't that amazing? Yes. Just just a few (laughs) small things, and you could seriously be a hero in your own life, in your family's life, or in the life of a total stranger. So can I tell a personal story here? Please. So uh, I, I was in the military at the time, young and, and stupid, and uh, I made a really bad mistake. I got drunk and got on a motorcycle, uh, something I had been doing my whole life riding motorcycles. It's probably why I was way overconfident. Um, and I hit on the way home at about, uh, probably would have been about 11 o'clock at night, little cold and rainy. Uh, in Washington State, and I hit a car head-on. Um, they estimated my speed oh, in excess my. of 80 miles an hour, and the car's speed at about 30, so they said it was a 100-mile-an-hour impact. Um, I would have bled out and died on the road, and it was rural. It happened right near a county line, and they actually couldn't even figure out who was supposed to be responding. The only reason I'm talking oh, to you, the guy I hit was a paramedic and he saved my life out on the road. He oh, knew what my. to do and he saved my life. He, he laid down on the pavement and pulled me on top after he stopped the bleeding. Uh, he made a tourniquet out of, you know, whatever he had available, probably some clothes or whatever. Sure. Got the bleeding stopped and laid sure. down on sure. the pavement yeah. and pulled me up on top of him to keep me warm uh, until the paramedics arrived, which was quite a while. Oh, my gosh. I wish you could see my face right now. I mean, not only am I extremely grateful that that, that I mean, how, how lucky that, that's yeah. a miracle, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm grateful to be talking to you today, and I'm grateful that that person just so happened to be the right person, as unfortunate as the accident was, it happened to be the right person to hit. Yeah, so, had, oh my I, goodness. had I hit anybody big. else, they, they wouldn't have had those skills. They wouldn't have known how to do that. And And now, all these years later, I understand how easy it is for somebody to be able to learn those skills and have what they need to save somebody's life. For sure. You know, I think something that's so interesting is no matter how I mentioned, like human nature wanting to help people, no matter how badly you want to help, there's moments where you are maybe scared or you because you don't know what to do or you don't have that gear. So it would be easier to just, for this instance, in a car accident, drive on by and not stop to check if people are okay. But imagine your empowering feeling if you did have a first aid kit that was something like my medics with trauma items inside and the knowledge of how to use those items to pull over and be able to render aid right then and there while EMS was on their way. My medic's entire goal is not to take, you know, hospitals away or EMS away. It's to simply buy the individual time, right? You're still going to need to go to the hospital if there's a severe injury, but, but maybe we can help render aid immediately and provide that security and that safety and that feeling of I'm going to make it to either yourself or the person that you're running aid to. And I, 
I think that's priceless. Honestly, I mean, our best days at my medic are when we hear stories like yours, Kevin, where it's like, oh my gosh, oh, where that. someone had a my medic first aid kit, they saw something, and they were able to successfully use a tourniquet, a chest seal, whatever it might be inside their first aid kit to save somebody's life and then see how those individuals have now become lifelong friends. They're, they're literally guardian angels, and that's what we're doing. We're empowering more individuals with the proper gear and training to even save lives. Yeah, you know, when when um, the, the way this came, actually, I'm not even sure. I'd have to go back and we'd probably have to talk about it. Um, I know part of the story, how this came about, we're we're pretty big. I don't really want to call myself a, an official prepper. But we're pretty big on being prepared for everything that could happen in life. You know, just taking a look at at, at what kind of things make you vulnerable. You know, do you have enough cash on hand? Do you have some emergency food if if we have some sort of a natural disaster? The you know, our food supply has been under attack for the last couple of years. So we've always been pretty big on just being prepared because we deal with truck drivers. We try to get them to understand you at any point you could be thousands of miles away from home. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about mm-hmm. what kinds of things you would need for yourself? Um, and that, so I started, you know, as a family, we started many, many years ago getting prepared for things like that. And then I thought about this first aid issue. Mm-hmm. If we're in some sort of an emergency where you can't get food or cash, there's probably a good chance you can't get medical assistance either. And like I said, I had always kind of avoided this issue because I was a little squeamish about it. But I now have multiple emergency medical books that can walk you through this kind of stuff. Um, And this is how we found your company. I was looking for a true medical kit, not just one of these, you know, grocery store first aid kits that we see everywhere. Um, And we found your company. I was blown away by the quality of everything. Uh, And like I said, this is not a kit like you would see anywhere else. And we bought it. This was years ago. And somehow this this came up recently. I'd probably have to ask Lisa because she's led most of this. Um, But that that was a part of it. It was just something that we had bought. Um, and I was just so impressed by the quality and everything about it that, uh, we started working on this and then Lisa started working on it. And then this whole idea really kind of took, it has taken off. And, and I also want to say this, the truck drivers have been called on in the last several years for several things like this. Um, there's a whole group that, that kind of recruits and trains truck drivers to watch for human trafficking. There's um, there after 9-11, there was a big push for truck drivers to watch for terrorist activity. You know, we realized that truck drivers are like the eyes and ears of what's going on everywhere in the country. They are out there in the middle of all of this stuff. So we we've kind of recruited them for things like this. But but let's think about this. Uh, I spent a million miles on the road. I not not one time in a million miles did I ever look at something and think it was terrorist activity. I mean, what are the odds that I'm going to run across something that is terrorist activity? Um, And I'm not saying we shouldn't be watching for it, but it's probably not going to happen. 
um, human trafficking. What are the odds? I've never seen any kind of clue that some human trafficking was going on. Um, it's not a bad idea to watch for it, but I, I kind of doubt that it's going to happen. Accidents? I've seen mm -hmm. lots of them when I'm out on the road. I, I remember one that had I been prepared, I could have made a difference. I was in my truck. I was driving at the time. I was doing a lot of local stuff. So I was back on these rural two-lane roads and somebody blew a stop sign, T-boned another car and I, I watched it happen. So I, I'm the first one there. It's mm. rural. Luckily, I had a cell phone and this is like 1990. Nobody had really had, weren't many cell phones then, but I had one. I was able to call and at least get somebody started there quicker. But I stood there feeling completely helpless with three people injured. I didn't know mm -hmm. what to do and I had nothing to help with. So truck drivers yeah. really I mean, that, could be situation so the, hard. the front lines of this. I, I so agree. The, these guys are everywhere. They are everywhere. And, and in some sort of way, they can be a hero to buy these individuals time. You know, there, there really is no worse feeling than what you experienced in 1990, realizing that, oh, my gosh, if I would have had something, I could have helped that situation. Like, who knows how it turned out? I, I've also been in that situation. Now I feel like I have to ease some of my regrets as, as I now empower myself with daily training that I do, just simply putting tourniquets on myself or on somebody else and teaching my wife and family how to do these things. You know, I, I just think the, these skills are so necessary that it's not enough for your family to be the only one to know it. Like your friends, your neighbors. Like I, I try to encourage my close friends and family and, and whoever to just train themselves on how to use these things because I've seen it firsthand in my life how it can be literally the difference maker. Are you familiar with the show called OP Live on Patrol Live? You know, it's not ringing a bell off the top of my head. Okay. Um, it, it started a couple years ago and it was called PD Live. Uh, and when the whole anti-law enforcement movement was going on, they actually canceled the show. It was the number one show on cable at the time. It was on A&E. And they canceled wow. it. With that whole push, they canceled it. Well, here we are a couple of years later. Everybody thought, what the hell were we thinking? So another network picked it up. Same host, same. All they did was change the name. Here's what it is. They have like nine or ten police departments around the country that they embed live crews with for video. So it, it's like cops, except it's happening in real time. You're watching this happen uh, in real time. And it's every Friday and Saturday night for three hours. But the reason I bring it up, mm -hmm. um, I've been watching that show for a couple of years. I'll bet if I had to think back somewhere between five and 10 times, um, I have watched a law enforcement officer's life saved with a tourniquet. It's a fairly common thing. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, it is. We, we, you see it a lot. And, and I was shocked at how really simple the tourniquet is. It's not that complicated. No, I, I, with just a couple videos or watching someone do it just a couple times, trying it yourself a couple times. I'm telling you, we, we do training courses and we show people a tourniquet. And at the very beginning of the training, we say, 
what's your confidence level applying this tourniquet? And it's like a two, maybe yeah, a yeah, one. That maybe would be my zero. answer. You know, they, they have zero confidence. Right. And then after watching a two and a half, three minute video of the how to explaining it and so on and so forth, we then allow them to try it once. And it's like, okay, now what's your skill level? You know, people are right. in hand, it's like, you know, I'm at five or six. You know, what's your confidence level? Five or six. Then 10 more minutes go by, 30 minute, more minutes go by, and now they put it on their friend five times, themselves 10 times, their upper extremities, their lower extremities. And now all of a sudden they're leaving this hour-long training and we ask the same question again. What's your confidence level? Like a nine. Yeah. It's like, see, yeah. one hour putting it on 10 times and you're a natural. Yes. And now you could save somebody's life. Yeah, pretty incredible. So um, why don't you take some time and kind of walk through it? The, the, the company, you've got all kinds of amazing products. and But uh, Lisa worked with the team over there and we decided on three. Can you kind of walk us through those? For sure. Yeah, a couple of things I want to highlight real quick um, before I jump into those specific kits is that people are going to be drawn to our kits by the way that they look. And then they're going to see, oh my gosh, that $200 price tag. You know, um, Lisa is so smart and you guys are so smart for wanting to do our pro version kit. Um, And I'll kind of talk about what that means in just a second. But our, um, they're drawn by the way that these look. I'm telling you, they are an industry disruptor. We wanted to make first aid serious, but we also wanted to make it very fun and exciting and slick looking. I'm sure, Kevin, you've had a chance to see it. You own one of these, and so you uh, can that, attest to how nice these kits look. I, that was really like the thing that grabbed me the most. Like the 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 look, the mm-hmm. quality of the bag itself. You know, again, I I know people are oh, thinking yeah. of this cheap little plastic clamshell box that 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 we think of with the first aid right. kit. These are beautiful backpack, mm-hmm. crazy high quality. And then, of course, since uh, Lisa is the queen of branding, we have a very cool Let's Truck patch to go on these too. You do, yes, and they look fantastic. So. The people love the way that they look and the way that they feel, and they haven't even opened the kit yet. But they see the Hypalon Molly and the laser cut engravings on the front and the Cordoba and just the, the fantastic quality of the bag itself. The, they see the tearaway pouch on the back, the hidden shoulder strap behind so you can carry it. They realize that they can tuck this under their car seat um, or wrap it around a headrest or so many different applications, leave it in their house, whatever they want. Um, but then all of a sudden they see that price tag and they go, whoa, you know, they're, they're, they have this shock of they're, they're used to going on Amazon. Like we talked about before. And it's like, why this has an extra zero on the end. I'm looking for a $25 kit. Why is there a zero on the end of this 25? Right. And, uh, that's where we like to shine is, you know, back to our story is our goal is to empower people with the proper urine training, not just the little scrapes and boobies. My metacasms inside. So now I'm just going to paint a picture for everybody. When you open this first aid kit, the very thing you're going to, the very first thing you're going to notice is how color coded everything is. It looks even better on the inside than it does on the outside. My opinion is that first aid should be organized in a stressful situation where someone has a bleed or a burn or a cut, whatever it might be. It's, 
you know what? P- panic shouldn't be the first thing you do. It shouldn't be, oh my gosh, okay, well, the Neosporin's in my bathroom closet, the bandage in my purse, <laughs> whatever it might be, you know, in my glove box, I have this. No, 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 no. So now you open your first aid kit and you notice how organized everything. So in a stressful situation, my medic has tried to make it way less stressful. So now let me walk you through this color-coded system that I mentioned. From top left all the way, there's a page design. So there's actually a page in the middle. So you can pretty much see almost everything that that is inside this first aid kit because of the color-coded system. It's funny. We actually call it the rescue rainbow. Um, oh, nice. You'll notice that when, when you think of a bleed, when you think of a bleed, what color do you think of? Red. You think of red. Right. When you think of a burn, you think of orange. When you think of outdoor, you think of green. So, or airway, you think of blue. And so we have all of these items color coded. So anyone, I, I have a freaking two year old daughter who is learning her colors and she can go and grab the red pouch out of my first aid kit to help if I had a bleed or I have a burn, grab the orange pouch. I, I need a the item for a sprain or a fracture, grab the purple item. And so we've done this fantastic job at teaching our consumers and hopefully the consumers of Let's Truck to have this color-coded system memorized. You don't even have to really open it. It's so self-explanatory, you know, and, and it says everything right there nice on the package that this is what, what it does. So taking it even a step further, you'll notice beyond the color-coded system, there's some items in there that you might not recognize in like a normal everyday first aid kit that's like your topicals, your medication, whatever, things like that 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 are for everyday uses. And all these items such as a tourniquet, a pressure bandage, quick clot, chest seals, nasal pharyngeal airways, sutures, so on and so forth. And so all of a sudden the consumer's like, okay, well, I can, I can already kind of see that this is the top premium quality. Like this is the best of the best. So now that you have this picture in your mind and you see these trauma items that come inside, your next question is going to be exactly what yours was, Kevin. I don't know how to use these items that come inside. So therefore, <laughs> right. I'm not going to buy it. I'm still going to stick with the $25 kit. What if I told you that not only are there training links on MyMedic's website that we've provided Let's Truck with so they can share those with their consumers that are more in-depth training. I'm not done by just some average Joe. I, I'm talking done by an 18 Delta Green Beret Army medic who has been in the in doing medicine for like 25 plus years. This dude has literally seen it all. He does a stop the bleed training. He does a military acronym known as MARCH training, which stands for Massive Hemorrhage, Airway, Respiratory, circulation and hypothermia those in order are the quickest way someone is going to lose their life and these pro kits that i mentioned i would talk about a little while ago have all of those necessary items to treat those specific symptoms in march even cpr right stop the bleed cpr everything it has them inside of it so you're going to get training links but let's say that you know you didn't watch the training videos there and you have a little extra time you know, in between stops or whatever. On the back of all of those items, and I'm not just talking the bandages, the burn creams, I'm talking the tourniquet, the pressure bandage, all, every single item that comes inside these MyMedic First Aid Kits has a QR code on the back that you can scan and it will take you to a quick how-to video. So all of a sudden, we've now empowered people with this beautiful First Aid Kit 
given them trauma items and given them knowledge of how to use it. And all of a sudden they're going $250. I'll take three. Yeah, you know, so you can see that there's this crazy mindset change. Yeah, let let me jump in there too because I, I'm gonna kind of pile on on this concept. So, um, if I had just to describe what our overall goal of Let's Truck and our show and everything we do is, it, the best way I can sum it up is um, my elevator pitch would be: we help drivers and owner operators live their best life. I mean, that, that's really our, our overall mantra. Uh, it, and it involves everything, you know, mm-hmm. their, their business. If they're an owner-operator, this is a business for them. We, we want to help them run that business as profitably as possible. We help people with their personal finance. I was a certified financial planner, so we can help them with retirement accounts and budgets and saving. Um, I became a um, nutritional therapy practitioner to help people with their health. So our goal is just to, to help. And we chose trucking because it's that's just the industry I've grew up in, a third generation. So why wouldn't I be doing it in this industry? But it's this overall picture of, of how do we live better? How are we really healthy and, and mm-hmm. wealthy? Uh, you know, money is important. It's a, a resource. So I'm going to kind of reach out and say, Look, this is one more extension of this. Yes, this you, there's a little bit of sticker shock here. I get it, um, but but that's part of what we've we've been working on. We, we have a lot of people who are doing mm-hmm. really well financially. That that's that's a part of our tribe. It's what we strive for. So this really isn't that big of for a sure. purchase um, for people who are doing financially well. It's just I don't not think that big so. Of a deal, right? For sure. For sure. And, and you know, what's also so interesting is I'll talk a little bit of my medic analytics for you real quick. I'm sure it will trickle over to let's truck is we, we have a rather high average order value of, of course, because these first aid kits are top line, right? Right. But what is shocking to me, this, this is going to shock you, Kevin, is that our returning customer rate, our average lifetime value of a customer is Thirteen hundred dollars. Can wow. you even imagine spending thirteen hundred dollars on first aid? Wow. <laughs> let, let me t- let me tell you why that is. It, it's simply because someone buys one, they immediately love it, and they go, "Man, like I don't know, one hundred fifty bucks, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, whatever." Sir, I'll buy one. Then they get it, and they open it, and then they go, "Wow!" But that's not what really gets them. What really gets them is they have an experience with it. Whether that's simply finding a band aid in fourth of the time that you would have in your old first aid kit that you've now thrown away or digging through your car to try to find, you know, burn cream or whatever. But they had an experience with it, rather small or large. And all of a sudden they think, well, my wife should have one of these. And my daughter, who I just at the college to have one of these. And I got to tell my friend about this. And all of a sudden, your lifetime value of this customer goes drastically up. And then when they use these items, that QR code on the back that I mentioned does one of two things, the training video, but then it also takes them to a reorder page. And we've created a special discount for Let's Truck so that when the customer uses that item, they can always have their kit fully stocked. That's that was brilliant. another thing. Like when, when you used items out of your first aid kit, it was like, okay, well, I guess that's gone. And then yeah. when you open it, all of a sudden you're out of Band-Aids, you know, the number one thing you're going to use and you don't have any, oh my gosh, what a waste. But now it's like, okay, I just used the rest of those bandages. I'm going to scan this QR code and buy another bandage pack, 30 pack of bandage for 10 bucks. That's just brilliant. So easy. 
so easy. So that, that, that's what's happening is these yeah. consumers are having such a surreal experience with this that they want more. That's what happened to me. So, I, I am a, I am a, I don't have any medical background, but this, I'm a, my meta customer. So here's, here was my experience when I got the kit. Uh, I got the kit. I, I, it's beautiful. I, I'm just in love with it. I open it up immediately. I thought to myself, you dummy, you should have bought the bigger one, you know, cause I kind of went through this. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm looking at a bag that's, you know, 300 or 150. And I'm like, I used to pay $25 for it. So I, I kind of thought, well, sure. I'll, this is really so much better than what I've ever had. But as soon as I got it, I opened it up. And when I saw it, I thought you should have bought the bigger one. Oh yeah. You would be shocked learning that we don't have very many returns here at my medic, but the ones that get returned are that exact excuse. I bought the MyFAC. I wanted the MyFAC large, <laughs> you know, you, you see it. Now that, now that you've justified spending, you know, $195 on a first aid kit, and then you get it, you're like, you know what, I'm going to return this one and buy the $250 one. Well, or they buy a standard yeah, that, that was... doesn't have these trauma items inside. They get it and go, oh my gosh, how did I not buy the trauma items inside? Like, I got to have those, especially with free training. Like, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to return this standard one and buy the pro version of that same kit. And in fact, I'm going to buy two of them. Yeah, the only difference I had to that was why return it? It's a really nice kit. I could stick this one in a car and I'll go get it. Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't return it because it's a great kit for its size and it's perfect for a car. But I I immediately wanted the It's a pretty easy upsell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we do a pretty decent job at getting customers to be like, hey, you know what? Instead of returning that one, I know that you love it. Let me just give you a little bit better deal on a new one. And they're like, all day, you know, because I have two vehicles or I want one for my vehicle or for my house. Uh, it just ends up working out. And, you know, it's at the end of the day here, though, my medic is not necessarily in the business of making money. Again, everyone wants to make money. You have to. It's the American dream. You have to pay your bills, whatever. I get it. But our goal here is to save lives. And that's why we push our story. And that's why we push these pro items. And that's why we offer free training. That's why we do what we do. That's why I grind and, you know, every single day um, doing outreach and inbound and getting people exactly what they need. And I'm a big believer in, you know, just addressing people to what they specifically need. Everyone has different needs. Not everyone needs our, you know, biggest, baddest kids. You know, maybe it's just like a stay at home mom with one or two kids, or maybe it's a trucker on the road all day long, or maybe it's someone who loves hiking and backpacking, you know? So we, we like to look at what the consumer exactly needs. There's one more thing I wanted to mention about these first aid kits. Like I had said, we originally had, had built them for the everyday consumer who wasn't prepared. You know, we, we knew EMS and law enforcement, military, those guys were all prepared. And all of a sudden, it was really interesting to see that the everyday consumer just was eating it up. But then all of a sudden, we started getting orders from law enforcement and EMS. I think it's because these guys had the training, but the gear provided to them was more along the mediocre side. I think you'll be the first to know this, too, is that in the military, they're, they're giving you these first aid kits, but they're okay. You know, they're, they're all right. You guys are trained, you know, individuals to do anything to save lives even, but then they hand you this first aid kit that's more mediocre. And we are selling first aid kits to our military, domestic and international, like you wouldn't believe. And so 
we're now empowering everyone worldwide with these gear, with this gear and training. Um, we've flown to places to provide relief, you know, for Turkey and places where, where natural disasters are occurring. We're sending gear through, you know, our my medic charities and things like that. That's another rabbit hole I wouldn't even go down. But yeah, that's awesome. people are drawn to this and they love us and and they love it so much. These law enforcement officers and military love us so much, and they're like, "How do you guys do this?" Well, actually, we're not just a bunch of you know nobodies over here who are just thinking, you know what, that sounds like a great item to throw in a first aid kit. Let's do that. No, it's actually very, very data driven. We look at the most common injuries that occur in a car accident, or at home, or on a hike, or to your dog. But in this specific instance, on the road, what are the most common injuries that occur on it or during a car accident? And then we put items inside this kit to treat those injuries. And then we partner with medical professionals, law enforcement. What, what are the most common injuries you guys are seeing when you come up to a car accident and you get that radio call? What are you seeing? X, Y, Z, perfect. Well, these are the items that need to go in there. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is perfect. Can I buy some? You know, so we, we take the consumer's concern of, well, does it have everything I need in it? Out of the equation. Right. Yes, it does. We are we have data driven these things. It's what are the common injuries that occur here, and then what are the life threatening injuries that could also occur, and then let's put those items inside a very unique bag, color code everything, provide them with training, and now all of a sudden my medic has just exploded. We've been around for six and a half years. I think I failed to mention that, but it's just it's going so well. And we right when you walk into our warehouse, one of the very first things you'll notice is a wall with a bunch of stories printed out of true stories of people who used our kit and saved somebody's life. Oh, I, I, so I, I can't imagine what it. You know, I, I I've been very fortunate to help people with their health over the last eight or nine years. Not not in a medical way, nutritionally, and I mean, we get incredible results. And we we just had a testimonial um, about a family. And we get this all the time, and it is incredibly rewarding uh, to get that kind of feedback. I, I can't imagine um, what it's like to work at a company where the, the it, it is truly life-saving. You know, I, I like to think that I, I've really improved somebody's life uh, by teaching them how to how to eat healthier. And but but this is a case of this is truly life-saving. The stories you get is somebody could have died. But because your product was there, they yeah. didn't. That that's incredible. You got it. It doesn't get better than that. No. I mean, it's easy to come to work every day. Uh, it's I'll easy bet. to be the salesman to sell themselves. You know, it's just, it's motivational. It's inspiring to, to come into work and realize that even if I just sold one kit, that could be one person's life that has changed because of that sale and, and, because of them buying them. You know, what? what is the most deadliest area of life for most of us? I mean, where are we most likely to die from an accident? Um, and that would have to be on the road. I mean, nothing else we it's do in life is anywhere near as dangerous as every time we get in our vehicle. Right. And I believe that that statistic that I shared, the number one cause of preventable death in the U.S. is blood loss. The number one area that that is happening is car accidents. I, I'm sure and that's, that's the biggest cool. reason I right. think why we partner together. So yeah. imagine every time we so, put one bag in a truck, every time we put one bag in a truck, we are potentially saving lives. You got it. 
And I like to think of it that way for sure. Or just easing people's minds. You, you know, it, it's like the, the best type of insurance ever. No one really likes paying for insurance. This is more like a one-time insurance buy that could actually save your life. Yeah, the, that's a great analogy. And, and here's how I've always looked at insurance. It, it's it, The reason we don't like insurance is because you are paying for something you hope you never use. I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, of course we don't like that. If we spend money, we like to get something back right away, something tangible. But with insurance, the only, you're not getting anything tangible. If you have to use it, that's going to be a bad thing. But it's that, that peace of mind. That, that knowing that that is now taken care of. So th- that's the same thing here. I hope that I just get to look at the bag once in a while and go, boy, is that thing beautiful. And I never, ever have to open oh, it. Oh, yeah. But boy, if I do, I'm going to be glad it's there. Exactly. That's, that's what we pitch time and time again. As I tell all of the people that I work with, you know, I thank them for their order. And I say, I hope you never have to use this. This will be the best purchase that you ever make. And I hope you never have to use right. it. Right. I mean, obviously the bandages, more, more, I hope you never have to use the trauma items inside. Yeah, you know, the yeah. band-aids, the burn cream, the topical, you're gonna those use are there stuff. for you to use on yeah. an everyday basis. Yeah. You know, you use that every day. Consumers use those types of things every day. But the tourniquet and the pressure bandage, I hope you know how to use it because of the training materials and assets we provided you. But I hope you never have to use it. But just knowing that you have that ability makes you a superhero. Yes. It seriously could could make you a hero in somebody's life forever. I love it. Uh, can or we your take, own. Can uh, we take a couple so. minutes and talk about the three bags real quick? Let's do it. All right. So just, the three first that let yeah. So the three that you guys have that Let's Truck has are actually our three top selling kits. Lisa did a good job here. They are are MyFAC, and I'll break that down as M-Y-F-A-K, and that just stands for My First Aid Kit. In the military, they call them IFACs, which means Individual First Aid Kit. This is My First Aid Kit. And then you have the MyFAC Large. The difference in these two is the amount of items that you get inside. Same items, just more of them. And then the Recon, okay? The Recon is... Same items inside the MyFac Large, just a different way to carry it. It's a backpack style where the MyFac Large is just a regular bag. The Recon is a backpack style with the same item inside. These three kits are what we call universal. We have specialty and universal kits. Specialty was designed specifically for a niche, like hiking. We have a hiking one. We have a pet one. We have a cycle one, boating, etc. But these are universal, which means... We looked at the most common injuries that would occur in a car accident at home, everyday outdoor activities, and then um, in a workplace environment and put together first aid kits treating those injuries, covering specific amounts of people. Okay. So we have like five or so of these universal kits and you have picked our three top selling universal kits that are going to cover all of those injuries. So these people can take it from their house to their car they can wrap it around a headrest, which is just phenomenal. There, there's space in the trucks where they're going to be able to slide these kits. If they like the recon style, they can have it as a backpack. So, so these three in particular 
I can't talk good enough. The, the MyFAC is the number one kit that I push people to because some people are like, well, I, I do a little bit of everything. Well, this kit covers a little bit of everything and actually yep. it covers everything plus the trauma items that come inside of it. They are so, so important. So you, you guys are pretty much covering all of the basis, all, all of the minor injuries from the drivers just getting a headache or getting nauseous to, oh my gosh, I just saw a car accident. Um, and they, they might have major blood loss, you know, and everything in between. So the, these three, I'm telling you, they're the bread and butter. You can't get better than this. They all have that color-coded system we've mentioned. They all have that slick bag feel. All of our kits have everything that we mentioned. These three are checking the box on across the board. Yeah, uh, I, I love that. And of course, when Lisa and the team work on a project like this, they always want to make it fun and exciting and give a little extra incentive. So they, uh, uh, you guys all worked together and came up with a pretty cool launch for this. So uh, if you, I hopefully I'll get this right. I believe if you buy any of these three bags today for the launch, uh, we're including two gifts, so help me out here if I get this wrong. Um, a mini gauze mod. I'll let uh, let you tell people what that is. And I had mentioned this earlier. You guys have this this really beautiful. Uh, it's it's hard to even call it a patch. It's uh, but it is. It it says my medic on it. It's just beautiful. Um, and then we have one that can go right below it that says let's truck and has our logo. Um, these are really high quality. So you're going to get the patch and the mini gauze mod, correct? Yep, you got it. So the patch is made of a PVC material. So it's not just like your typical woven patch. And this this is more just kind of like a courtesy because we want. We want you guys to know that this is your item. This is Let's Truck First Aid Kit. It's got my medic on there already. When they open it, it's going to have my medic. But then we wanted to have this be a staple that your customers could be proud of. They could trust it because it's got you you guys on it as well. I'd but then it. this mini Gosmon, if, yeah. if you remember, I was kind of talking about this color-coded system. So when you think of gauze, what, what color pack do you think this is going to come in? I would think that might be red. You got it. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot there. No, I was a little okay. nervous. You might say green. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But, but anyway, yeah. So the mini gauze mod is going to be a red pack that you can add into your current packs or extra items to stop a small or minor bleed. Gauze pads people are going through every single day. <laughs> this is one of those refillable items that people can use. On a daily basis, if it's larger than, like, let's say a typical band-aid. You know, you put a yeah. little gauze pen on there or you put a little pressure on to stop the bleed, and then you throw a band-aid on. That's what the gauze, that's what gauze is for. So this little mini gauze mod, as we call it, has just a bunch of these gauze pads inside of it to help you stop a small bleed. So that's what this little pack is. It's going to come free when people purchase this. So I also think... and. Hopefully I'm not stepping on any toes here, but I think we're doing a special deal here for the, at the, the first, the beginning of this launch. So not only a free item, but I think people are going to get a little extra incentive with a percentage off. And if I just shot myself in the foot, I guess that we'll just make up for that. No, I'm glad, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Lisa and I agree to something like that as well. Yeah, I'm glad you're up on this stuff because I might not be. And I also think there's some sort of a raffle, isn't there? There is. Yep. So Lisa will have more information on that, but we sent in three of these recons. So three recon pros that I believe are going to be given away 
to three lucky individuals. So a couple fun, unique things that we're doing. So there'll be a few winners. Anyone who purchases will get an extra discount plus this mini gauze mod um, and a nice PVC Let's Truck patch on it. Um, and just, you know, again, these are these purchases, you guys, that, that it's, it's the best purchase you'll ever make. You know, once you get the kit, and, and I'm, Let's Truck has done a good job at showing these more pictures. I, I hope I did a decent job at showing you, you know, visually the best I could without you actually seeing them. Painted this picture of who my medic is and what our first aid kits look like and what they could do in somebody's life. So um, I just highly encourage people to just get prepared and, and take that leap. Uh, I get that it's a little expensive, but we, we've, we've tried to make it to where it's as affordable as possible, that they're the best of the best. I mean, we're, we're, we're the number one visitor to first aid website on the internet for a reason. And it's just because we've done our data, we've done our research, we want to save lives. And so partnering with Let's Truck has been phenomenal. And the more of you guys that are out there on the road with these first aid kits, the more potentially lives we can save. I'd so that would that. be my, my last message. Absolutely love it. Um, thanks so much for taking your time today. You, you did an awesome job of kind of painting that picture, uh, but the team worked pretty hard. We've got visuals on this. You can go see all this. You can see what's in it. Um, we are just really excited about, um, I, and I think we've already got an order. I think they're already sending it over to me. Um, which is awesome. Fantastic. We're equally as excited. Yeah. It, it's yeah. The, the idea of getting these in trucks, getting them to people and families. Um, I, it's something that I know you would have had a hard time convincing me at, at one point that, but not anymore. I mean, I, I am committed to this. I'm convinced right. I'm, I'm excited about this. Uh, I, I can't think of any more worthwhile project we could be working on right now. Yeah. I, I we're so excited to be partnering with you, with you guys. And I could see this going even beyond just the trucking group and the organization that you guys have created. Like, I, I hope this extends into people's homes yes. and their yes. personal vehicles and, and so on and so forth. Just, just like it has for, you know, the people that we already are working with. Again, I hope you never have to use it, but if you do, I hope it's a positive experience and, and that you will continually want to um, come back and get more. Because in my opinion, there are few things that I want to spend my money on more than a, a first aid kit that could save my life, flowers for my wife, <laughs> and that's about it. There you go. And, and so, I, I, I just have to throw this in, a, uh, a big two-pound cowboy bone-in ribeye. How about that? Amazing. Yeah. One of my favorites. There you go. There uh, you go. A big steak dinner. You know, there, there's big steak dinner, trauma first aid kit by my medic. You can buy from Let's Truck and, and flowers for your significant other. There you go. We got it covered. Um, it, the other thing I, I'm certainly looking forward to, we, you know, over time, we'd love to get you to come back and, and we continue to talk about this. Well, I would love to. Fantastic. All right. Uh, thank Maybe you. even do some of the training. Yeah, that could be a great idea. You know, the, the beauty of the way we do the show. We I don't, don't know do. if we have like live. Yeah, we, we actually could. I mean, I, I could see us doing some of that um, 
you know, our format now, we don't have commercials. We have continuity. We're not going to be interrupted. So, yeah, we could we could absolutely do something like that. Yeah, would be fun. Yes. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, we're excited about this and we're going to look forward to getting you back. Fantastic. Well, Kevin, thank you. I appreciate being on your show and on the channel. And we're so excited to partner with Let's Truck again. And uh, we're ready to fulfill um, these orders with you guys. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Everybody head on over to the store at letstruck.com. And uh, we'll do this again real soon. Take care. Thanks, Kevin. All right. All right. Let's get to some phone calls. You've been patient. Let's go to South Carolina. Terrence, welcome to the program. How's it going, Joe? Good. What's on your mind? I got a uh, question. I got a question about the um, the uh, hot honey. Yes. So I I put my stuff in the refrigerator. I mean, no, I'm not in the refrigerator. I put it in the cabinet, and I opened one up today, and it had like a white, like not completely over the top. Is that mold or is that? No. So it, that is no. that is what's called cam yeast. K A H M. Um, I've had okay. it happen a lot. It doesn't hurt anything other than it smells a little funky. Not not awful, but you can notice a pretty distinct smell. Um, basically, all I do usually is just skim it off and, and move on and eat it. It doesn't bother anything. Okay. Okay. It wasn't like completely over all over the top. Just in like two two or three spots. Yeah, a, a That's lot why of, I was a little thrown off by a, it. A lot of times I've been able to skim it <laughs> off, stick it in the refrigerator and it goes away and doesn't come back. Nice. Yeah. All right. Cool. And then, uh, the, I got a question about the X three bar, the long bar too. So with the, the, obviously I'm guessing the purpose of the bar being long is I already ordered mine. The purpose of that is just what to get your arms further apart, so you you hit more muscle. Yeah, or different it, muscles. Yeah, so some people, especially on things like chest press, um, where your grip is really impacts which muscle you're going to hit. You know, a chest press works two okay. very different muscles. It works the group of <laughs> triceps and the chest, and a little bit of the front deltoid, the shoulder, and. If we want to get more activation of the chest muscles, we need to get a wider grip. The the more narrow okay, our grip cool. becomes, the more we're using the tricep instead of the chest. And the, the chest is a tough muscle to hit. So it, it this is one of the reasons we went with the longer bar was specifically to be able to hit the chest muscles better. Okay, yeah, so I figured it was to target different, uh, different things on that. So now here's my other question on that. So now I got back into doing it. That's like my second week. So the first week I was doing it like, to give myself a break from what I did on the weekend. I was doing it Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So this week I did, I'm doing, I did it Monday and Tuesday and I took today off. Would it be better to do the four in a row or to break it up like I'm doing? Cause I get, I think I, what I'm thinking of breaking it up is I give my muscles more time to, you know, regenerate or whatever it does with the two days I, apart. Here's what I'd look for. I, I try to give every muscle 72 hours to rest. So I just try to set up my schedule so that I hit a muscle really hard and then give it 72 hours before I hit it again. Okay. All right. That makes sense. All right. 
I'm going to have to go to the store, I guess, and get one of those packs. That thing sounds amazing. Yeah, there you go. Wait till you see it. Really, there you are. Uh, they're, yeah, they're pretty. I'll wait, have to wait till I get home. I can't do that one. Yeah, cool. There, there you go. All right, I'll let someone else. All right, thanks for the call. Let's go to Wisconsin. Scott, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. I got some questions about fermenting. Okay. Well, I've been fermenting now for about three months. I fermented a couple things. The first thing I fermented was just plain straight ginger. And my wife absolutely loves it. She takes a little bit. She's not feeling great in her GI or her stomach, and it helps immensely. And so she pretty much takes it every single day now. Excellent. Good. The first ferment went great. Uh, lasted, I don't know, she probably had the quart for about a month and a half before it started getting low. Okay. So I started uh, two quarts because she loved it so much. And at the end of the month of fermenting the two quarts of ginger, again, it was just straight ginger, it stunk to high heaven. Like, it was just not smelling cool at all. So anytime somebody says it smells bad, just throw it away. The ferment should not smell That's bad. Now, ferments are smelly. Let's just start with that. Um, and certain ferments, yep. cabbage, we all know cabbage has got that funky smell anyway. Um, when you ferment cabbage, that funky smell gets even funkier. That's okay. I, th- there's a there's a fermented smell that you will get used to and be able to identify, and that is totally fine. I don't care how strong it gets. When it smells like that, it's fine. But when, when somebody says, oh, it smelled bad, that just throw that away. There's no saving that one. We got some bad bacteria in there somewhere. It happens once in a while. Um, Maybe the next time you work a little cleaner. I'm not not really big, like I don't sanitize stuff. I, I work somewhat clean, but remember it is bacteria we're trying to multiply here. So you don't wanna hyper clean a bunch of stuff. And, and just once in a while, we'll get, you know, a, a weird ferment like that. The other thing that can, if you're a little gun shy, uh, bump up the salt a little bit. It, it, that salt will protect it from the bad ferment sometimes. Um, it's possible to ferment okay. without salt. But you really, really run the risk of, of getting bad ferments. It's much more likely. And if we bump the salt level up just a little bit, um, that can sometimes stop this. It smelled like rotten, and she kind of thought it smelled sulfur. So we just tossed it. But it really sucks when you got a 30-day ferment oh, and you're I tossing know. it out and you don't have anything else. I know. Back it up, and she's pretty much better stuff because it works for good. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. It's it's especially when you've got a long ferment like that. Um, I had a big long ferment go bad. I haven't had many ferments go bad. Uh, it's it's fairly rare. But when you do it, just get rid of it. Right now, we've got garlic that's been fermenting about I don't know five or six weeks. Uh, what are some good things she should do with the fermented garlic? She's Italian, so she loves garlic. Uh, and this will be the first time we open that one up. That one smells great. Just eat a clove. Okay. That, that is really the and best the way to consume. For, the, the nice thing about um, people may have experienced pickled garlic. I mean, you can find pickled garlic around, and, and this is the same. When you pickle or ferment garlic, it gets really, really mellow, just like it does when you cook it. So it doesn't have that sharp, okay. 
bite like raw garlic would. Um, it doesn't make you quite as uh, stinky yourself. If you eat a lot of raw garlic, you, you walk around with garlic fumes coming out your pores. Um, with fermented garlic, yep. it, it mellows way out. So you, you just pop a whole clove in your mouth and eat it. That's how mild it gets. And that still has health benefits versus just pickling, right? Oh, Even though it's garlic? Way more. It has all the health benefits of garlic, plus we, we released some new nutrients, plus we created a whole bunch of probiotics. Sure. Then the other one I've done for that she absolutely loves is uh, cherry tomatoes and basil, and I tried one with garlic, but it was too garlicky. Um, anything else I should think about adding to that one? She eats it with uh, just fresh mozzarella and uh, cherry tomato basil mixture, and she loves it. Yeah, we love that one too. Um, you could go with a little bit of garlic, a, a small amount, go with a milder garlic, uh, so it's not quite too overpowering. Uh, the other thing I like to put in that one is uh, like red pepper flake, if she likes any heat. Okay, cool. Yeah, she does. Oh, yeah. A little bit of red pepper flake goes really well in that one. One more question we had was, because we had, okay, a really good ginger ferment and then a two-quart bad one, is, is ginger hard to grow? Neither one of us grows much, um, but that's something where instead of getting it from wherever, that's something she loves so much that I think about starting to grow ginger. If it's not something horribly hard to grow and then uh, maybe just getting a better quality food that we know where it's coming from instead. I, I like that idea too and I tried it twice and I failed both times. Now I didn't put a whole lot of effort into it. I, I bought some you know some certified garlic and, and I stuck it in a pot and I forgot about it because I have you know 40 different things going on in the garden all the time and I, I realized nothing ever happened. It just never grew. It, it didn't germinate. It didn't sprout. It didn't do anything. Uh, and then I tried it again. And, and again, I just bought some, threw it in a pot, didn't really pay attention to it. I don't know if I was watering it right. So I, so far, I haven't had any luck at it, but I, I know people grow it. So I, there's got to be a way. Okay, I'll look at that a little more. And all I'm doing is peeling it with a spoon and chopping it up into smaller pieces and sticking it in there, yep. fermenting it, and then processing it. Food processor when it's done, right? Perfect. Yep. Works great. Okay. That answers my questions. Thank you. I'm going to try another batch, and hopefully it goes better. All right. Give it a shot. Get back in there. Let's go to Ohio. Brian, welcome to the program. Hello, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Hello? Well, <laughs> I got kind of a funny. I went in for my yearly physical, and they said my blood pressure was high, right? It was like 140 over, or 154 over 70. Okay. So, you know, to get my medical permit, I went to the medical doctor and got, you know, first thing they wanted to put me on was a statin. Of you course. know, and some resorbostatin or whatever. Right, right. And, I mean, I'm already, you know, borderline diabetic, or so now they determined that I'm diabetic and have high blood pressure and my triglyceride was off the off the chart scary according to the doctor. What was the number? Uh five thousand one hundred and thirty. Did your doctor ask you if you were actively losing weight? Uh she did not, but my weight I mean I have been, but I've been eating mainly the meat eggs. Your meat, eggs, seeds, and nuts. Yeah. Okay. And my 
A1C, before I started doing the meat, egg, seeds, and nuts last year, it was a 10 point something. Ouch. Okay. And I brought that down to a seven. Excellent. That was down to a seven. Uh, the, and that was seriously just on what you talk about every day. Yeah, but and- this last time, she's worried about the triglyceride now. And of course, they want to put me on a statin. And uh, there's another one. Uh, I've heard you meant li- lipid. Lipid, I think it is. Lipid, lipid. Lipitor? Yeah. Lipitor is just a name brand statin is what it is. Uh, So here's the thing. Clearly, you know, the triglyceride number is out of whack. But if you're losing weight, that could happen. The other thing is, no matter what the cholesterol problem is, we never recommend statins, ever. Statins don't help anybody. Uh, Right. So even if there is a triglyceride issue or a cholesterol issue, you would never recommend pharmaceuticals. That's not what fixes this. What fixes it is the diet you're eating. So yeah, they're going to be out of whack for a little while, but, but so what? I mean, all we're going to do is keep working on this diet and your, your numbers will get better and better. Yeah. The A1C has definitely gotten better. She was, she was all sorts of happy about the A1C. Well, good. And, and, uh, Actually, the uh, she prescribed the uh, metformin, and I was taking the berberine, and she could not figure out what, what the berberine was and why it was working. But you well, know, like I told her, that I never got there. your metformin. I just, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I said. But I'm thinking she's too involved in the medical community to listen. Yeah, well, there's no doubt. But, uh, uh, so, uh, what would you recommend? What would you think about? What would I? Uh, Eat chicken instead of red meat for the triglycerides, or no, just keep going no, and it'll equal out. No, don't don't start falling no. back into their trap of red meat is bad for you, and we need lower uh, okay. fat meat. Don't fall into that trap. That's what got us. That's what got you to a ten A one C. There is nothing unhealthy right. about red meat. There is nothing unhealthy about saturated fat. Beef is our most nutritious beef, meat. That's what we should be eating a lot of. Now, chicken's fine. I eat a ton of chicken. Okay. I eat a lot of pork. Uh, I, eat see, I eat a lot of pork. I eat yeah, turkey, I would say I eat a lot of pork. But, but beef is still number one. I just had, you know, I, I've been eating ribeyes okay. for the last three days. Okay. So the triglycerides will just equal out eventually. And if they're a little high for right now, not to worry about it. Yeah. As your body's losing weight, you're going to transport triglycerides around the body and that's what they're measuring. And it's so what? It's no big deal. Yeah. Because my weight definitely fluctuates about 10 pounds every week. It seems. (laughs) Well, that should start consistent. It should just keep going down. You know, yeah, I, I went from 270 down to uh, two, 245, Good. so 30 pounds. <laughs> Good. But I mean, it you know, fluctuates between 245 and 255. Yeah, so. and it will. And you're, you yeah, she just called me like throwing a fit. Yeah, I did just, just ignore her for this. And honestly, um, I tell people, if you're going to go down this road of eating the way we should, then you should get out of the medical system. Go get a functional medicine doctor or just don't even have a doctor. Um, that's my goal. I, I don't have a doctor. I don't want a doctor. Let's go to North Dakota. Martin, welcome. Good morning. What's on your mind today? 
Hello? Um, Colin, my wife told me last night that her niece, uh, who's 17, she's overweight, has gallstones, and she was meeting with the surgeon today, and I told her, tell her don't do it, but um, she said, well, she's in pain, and she's got to get them out right away. So I don't know when they're planning this. I'm assuming fairly quickly, but is there anything that she can do? I don't know if she would. She's a teenager, attitude, whole nine yards. But yeah, anyway. The, um, uh, my my thought on this is, is our chances of success of having any impact on this girl are probably zero. Uh, but to answer their, your question, yes, there are things that can be done. If they didn't rush her right into emergency surgery, then I'm not worried about, you know, any, you know, this isn't dangerous. If it was, they would have taken her right into surgery. So if they can schedule it, that means there's time. If there's time, we can do this. There is a protocol that can dissolve and get rid of these stones. We do it all the time. But most of the time, the, the odds of reaching somebody like this and convincing them um, is pretty slim. And, and here's yeah. the other thing. I, what, if I what, could convince her of one thing, uh, it is that once she loses that gallbladder, her digestion will be wrong. It will be compromised for the rest of her life. So we're talking about 50 plus years potentially of dealing with with altered digestion. And, and that altered digestion is going to create other problems. The, the gallbladder is there to help us digest fat. Fat is what makes us so healthy. That's why we talk about high fat ketogenic diets. But if you can't digest that fat properly, you can't get all the benefits of a good high fat diet. Right. And we can never reverse that. So once they take out that gallbladder, there is no way to ever go back. She will never be as healthy as she could be. Right. My wife had hers out and her sisters had hers out both. So I know uh, my wife on, does the bile salts. I don't know about her sister, what she does, if she, anything, but usually not. And, and her being, I, I can almost tell you all the problems somebody will face when they have their gallbladder out. They'll have a harder time losing weight than other people because they can't get enough fat. It's hard to get into ketosis if you can't digest your fat properly. So in order to get the benefits of ketosis, they have a very hard time. Uh, we could see more autoimmune conditions because of this. Uh, we will see the, the, that we can't overcome some of the problems. We see people with dry, cracked feet, uh, dry skin, dry hair, because they can't digest the fat properly. So if we can avoid taking out that gallbladder, I would do everything I could to avoid it. But again, in, in third party where, you know, I'm going to tell you, you're going to tell your sister, whatever the situation is here, um, the odds of us having much of an impact are pretty slim. Yeah. So if, what could she do if she decides to do we, this without This is surgery. not a protocol that we publish. You know, we, we publish okay. a lot of our protocols. We give them away free. We say, here's a step-by-step, -step, just do this. We don't do that for, for gallstones or kidney stones or that you'd have to do a, a discovery call in a one-on-one. -on -one. 
Okay. You can just make somebody really, really uncomfortable if you do this wrong. Okay. All right. Well, I'll just, I, I told her to tell her to try to find a function, functional medicine doctor somewhere and a, any get a good second functional opinion, medicine but, doctor will, will give her a good second opinion on that. So that was really good advice. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'm going to call my sister-in-law herself and see if I can convince her. My wife, almost like she doesn't even want to mention it to her sister, which probably because she knows that it's not going to do much good. The other thing is she's probably going to do this on uh, Medicaid or whatever it is. Right. Their own. Yep. Yeah, the, 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 our medical system is just out of control, but it, it's because of our diet until we could ever change the diet, which I I hold out almost no hope that we'll ever change any of this on a big scale. Do you have any recommendations in the Dallas area on, uh, not for her, she, she's over closer to Shreveport, but um, if I wanted to, if I needed to go to a functional medicine uh, doctor is there anybody you recommend or just I, I, google or uh, yeah well don't google it go to uh, ifm.org so india foxtrot mike dot org dot org mm -hmm. um, that's the institute for functional medicine so there'll be a search feature on there and you just put in your zip code and it'll bring up a list of everybody within a hundred miles and you, you just start down the list and okay. make calls and do some interviews and find somebody that sounds good okay all right all right thanks for the call uh good luck thanks for trying we can all try and i hate to be so pessimistic but uh i just know what the odds are in a situation like this but again thank you for trying let's go to south dakota john and joe welcome welcome kevin how are you doing today good what's on your mind well i've got some issues here and i'm taking blood pressure and i got about five different kinds of medicines I'm taking for high blood pressure and to help can, empty out my bladder. And Can you list them for me? Uh, yes, I can. I don't know if I'll pronounce them right, but That's amylodipine okay. or something like that. <laughs> Tramacillin, Lisperel, Prel, whatever it is. Lisinopril. And hyd hydro hydrochloric ortho orthobazine or something like that. Okay. All right. And they just so gave me a new one yesterday because I uh, I got fluid in my ears and I've had kind of an infection. I can't, I didn't bring that sheet with me. It's, it seems like it starts with an O-M-E or something like that. It's an antibiotic. And that's what I'm on right now. But last few days when it gets like warm on, if I'm out working and I'm, I kneel down and I get back up, I just get dizzy. And last two days, I kind of like a seizure, convulsion, whatever. I lose sight and you know, I just start shaking like you got Alzheimer's or something. All right. So the it, having an ear problem and being dizzy, that, that makes all kinds of sense. That's what ear problems do. They make us dizzy. So I'm not, that's not surprising there. Uh, let's talk about some general stuff here. How old are you? Uh, 66 and a half. Okay. Um, what would you say your number one health issue is? If, if you could change one thing about your health, what would it be? Get rid of this dizziness or fainting spells. Because okay. when it hits me, it, then I get headaches after that, and I just kind of feel, you know, weak all day long the rest of the day. Okay. So here, here's what I can tell you. You either, this is just 
kind of black and white. You either stay in the traditional medical system and you just decide you're going to do what they tell you to do. You're going to take what drugs they recommend. You're, you're, you're just going to follow their advice. Or you opt out of that system and you realize that every health issue we face can either be fixed or improved with our diet. All right. And if, the pills are all they're doing is putting a Band-Aid, from my thought. Well, it, it listen to every call I had today. I asked him, how long have you been diabetic? Oh, 10 years, 15 oh. years, 20 years. It, nobody ever gets better. Nobody in our, our health system, our sick care system, nobody gets better. It is a progression of getting worse. You start with, oh, you, you've got pre-diabetes. We're going to put you on metformin. Okay, well, I promise you if that's all they do is put you on metformin, you will go from pre-diabetes to full-blown diabetes probably in about five years. During that time, they'll probably put you on two or three more drugs. And those drugs will cause some issues. And then you'll get high blood pressure. So you'll be on a, And then you'll have uh, cholesterol issues. So they'll put you on a statin and on and on and on. Then our immune system gets weakened. So now every infection that comes down the road, we get and they give us an antibiotic. Every time they give us an antibiotic, they it's like a a, a bomb for our immune system. It gets worse every time. So now you got an infection, they give you an antibiotic, that infection will go away and you're likely to get another one soon because we keep weakening the immune system. This is a never ending cycle. You can get out of that, address this with diet and all of this starts to improve. Well, my diet consists of, I like my beef steaks, roast burgers, pork chops, fresh fish, chicken, I like my raw vegetables or cooked, cheese and eggs. I mean, some fruit. I don't eat a whole lot of fruit. How long have you been eating that way? Ever since I let our my dad was alive. I mean, we had I, we liked some, our meat some, pretty some, rare some, on the beef. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with this story. Let's go back through. Are you diagnosed as diabetic? I've talked to too many people today. I'm getting them confused. Have you been diagnosed diabetes no, or pre-diabetes? No, I have not been. Okay. Have you ever... No, I have not. Have you ever had your blood sugar checked? 90. Okay. Um, one other question I forgot to ask with the infection going on. Uh, vaccinated for COVID? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> done that. There I we go. I took that booster. There so we go. My, my friend, I was babysitting her kids and they needed help, so I went ahead and done that, so... Um, In other words, what that does is weaken our whole immune system. Correct. And we see it. You now have an infection. And they're treating it with the antibiotics, which is going to make the infection worse. Um, I would recommend you reach out to somebody. We're, we're working on getting this this spike injury protocol in our store. But you could reach out to somebody like uh, Dr. Tapper. He has this available already. It, it's the only thing I know of to do. There's still a lot about this we've got to learn. And and we don't know how much damage this could do over time and if we can overcome this damage or not. We do know that this this three-supplement protocol regimen can help, um, but, but there's a lot of unknowns here. This is why I have to ask, and especially when I hear infection, this is a weakened immune system from the jab. There's, there's just no way around it. 
Yeah, well, I had my shingle shot, too, and then that pneumonia shot. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. No wonder why your immune yeah, system's a wreck. Well, I just, I always thought to get that stuff. It's pretty sad, so... No, I just took it. I thought, no. Yeah, no. And especially you, because you're eating good. You know, the people eating the standard American diet, yeah, I usually say, well, yeah, you might as well go get that stuff. Hell, I don't know. Uh, but anybody who's eating good, stay away from all of that. It, it's not only is it not necessary, it's detrimental. It, these three shots are, are what is causing your problems right now. I am positive of it. That sounds logical because I never felt this way before since I started taking that. What I took them two shots, six months apart, the shingle and the pneumonia. Yeah. I, I, this is the worst I felt. Like I said, last two days I've had these spells where I just start shaking. I can't even stand up. I go sit I, down I, as soon as I stand up. I, I would reach out to uh, Dr. Tapper. Okay. How do you spell that? Tapper or Tapper? T T A P P E R Tapper. Um, he's in Iowa. Okay. He's a chiropractor, uh, but he's really on top of this. And he, he has this protocol that Dr. McCullough worked out. It's three supplements. And like I said, we're putting together the kit in our store. We didn't develop this, but I, I'm going to finish the research. Um, it looks like something we are going to do. Uh, and we're going to stay on top of this. It, it, we're still learning. Uh, but given the fact that you are really seeing the effects of this, I wouldn't wait for us. Okay, yeah. Would it make sense to go see a neurologist? Because I did no, fall around January no. 10th and Stay hit my head out and of the medical system. Stay out of the medical system. Okay. Now, if you can find a right. functional neurologist, but I don't think you need that. I think any functional medicine doctor, uh, and especially somebody who's worked on this specific issue, helping people heal from that jab, from that spike protein. Mm, all right. Because I've been taking this natural vitamin D and vitamin C. That can help, but that, that's not gonna that's not gonna offset the damage the spike protein is doing. No, that's why this is a very, very specific protocol of three very specific um, supplements, and one of them we hardly ever use at all. I mean, I, it, it, the one we have to get into our store, the other two we already have. The one we have to get into our store because it's a supplement we never use for anything, but it's it's supposed to be effective for this. Like I said, I have to finish my research, but I'm pretty convinced. I mean, in fact, my weight stays about the same, 160 to 165. I'm about well, five that, foot six. That, that all makes sense to me because of what you told me about how you eat. You really are eating really well, and that's why I was confused about this. I, we, we don't, when people eat the way you eat, we don't see the kinds of problems you're seeing. We just don't. And that's why I was confused. And that's why I kept asking. And then I remembered, I always have to ask about this damn vaccine. And sure enough, that's what it is. And I'm not surprised. Okay. Well, that, that's what I was glad to hear. So let's, at uh, least I know what the direction yeah, is yeah, now, now you've got a direction. <laughs> um, like I said, my recommendation would be to reach out to uh, Dr. Tapper and see if there's any way you can work with him. Well, I appreciate that, Kevin. And thank you for your time. You're, I don't, I can't think of anything you're, else. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let me know how this goes, by the way. I, I want to get some feedback and follow up on that.
Let's go to Michigan. Tim, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Tim calling uh, the artist. Uh, I got a, I got a great idea for your uh, mind med. Uh, was that what it was? Or my medic? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so I was involved in a rollover Tesla accident some years back or whatever, and it was on autopilot. But that's a whole other story. We rolled over third time, three times, uh, punctured lung, all kinds of busted ribs and stuff Ooh. like that. A couple of RNs pulled in. We were heading to Philadelphia. On, <laughs> it was five o'clock. Heading to Philadelphia on a Fourth of July weekend, and all of a sudden, I was that guy in the car that everybody backed up for that weekend for miles and miles yeah, and miles. Right. But people came to people came to help. We were upside down in this car, right? I if I would have had a med my med back or my med, I could have told the RN that was there helping me. She has no tools. I could have told her, "Hey, in the trunk, go right. grab it." Or I have one. Or if I'm unconscious, maybe there's something. Maybe there's something we can slide on the seatbelt to let people know in the sleeper there's this. Or or if we had a decal on the window, we could let other people know that, hey, I like I've that. got I got tools. I, yeah, and I we can like really help people out because um, imagine if this thing's sitting in the trunk and everybody's looking at each other with their thumb up their butt and nobody has anything to do because I can't talk because my right. teeth are knocked in or whatever. You know what I mean? No, that's a great so idea. get somebody or Get a decal or put something. I don't know where to put it. I don't know. I'm just brainstorming here. But you really get creative. Let the public know that I'm carrying something that can help me. Or even put a patch on the backpack or something like that. Because if I'm incapable, you know, hell, I'm going to bleed out. Meanwhile, there's something four feet right. away from me, whether it's in the sleeper or the trunk or whatever. Right. And, and you so know, I don't what, know. Whether but, it's a stick on the window. Now, I was going to talk about this, that there are a lot of people out on the road that have these skills you know, maybe they are a paramedic or an EMT, or maybe they were, or maybe they've been yeah. a nurse, or maybe they've been through some basic training stuff. But most people don't carry a pack like this. That would be the biggest problem. They right. would show up, they have some skills. Right. But you're right, if we could let them Absolutely. know, hey, there, there's a, a true trauma kit right here. Yes, yeah, no, that's a great because idea. Because there isn't a day that goes by where I don't think, I mean, I, I've never met these people. I'll never see them again. But I, I remember it was so cool because I could hear the trucks gearing down and all the people running to our help, yeah. shattered glass everywhere, people helping me out. It was so cool, and it was a beautiful thing how people get together, whether they're black or white, mask or no mask, red state, blue state. We're all humans. Yes. And people came to help me. And, there were a couple, and I wish I could reach out to those people that were there. I was I was med back to um, Pittsburgh because we were out in uh, uh, – some weird area out in Pennsylvania somewhere. Yeah. But, um, but I never had a chance to thank them, but man, she told me I'm an RN. You're in good hands. I think you got a punctured lung or whatever. And what is she going to do? Grab a belt. You know, she doesn't have gauze with her or anything like that, but well, I could have told her right then and there. Cause I remember being able the, to speak. The trauma kit has a chest seal patch for this exact purpose. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, I, I do want that to pass idea. that on. By the way, I'm buying three of them, one for my daughter-in-law, my wife, and my children. So it's, it's a done deal. I love it's that. a done deal. Thank so. you for the idea. i, yeah, I got to make so, sure the team's listening yeah, no, because they will get right yeah, on pass this. It along. Excellent. Always happy to help. Good talking to you, too, by the way. All right. Great talking to you. All right. Talk to you again <laughs> soon. Take care. Yeah. Uh, great story. Um, let's go to Massachusetts. Phones are busy. AJ, welcome. 
Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I got to call in more often. I called in the other day, and and Terrence followed it up with a uh, with a suggestion for me, and he called me the other guy with the X3 bar. So I just wanted to thank him for the uh, the the, Vel- the Velcro tip. I, I didn't know what he was talking about until I tried it last uh, two nights ago. And I was like, yeah, I know what he's talking about now. Right away, I knew what he was he was talking about oh, holding God. the bands together yeah. when they're behind your exactly behind your back, keeping them. Uh, uh, so I, when I get home, I'll, uh, I'll grab a cup. I got plenty of Velcro at home. Get that on there. And uh, let's see what else that I want to talk about. I got the Pro, the Recon Pro. Uh, I got, I got, as soon as the show opened and that guy started talking, I got on there and ordered it. So you got probably the Recon that one Pro? Awesome. Order you're talking about. Man, that is a beautiful yeah. kit. Yeah. And uh, I think it was just a story that the guy told right off the bat about the father. I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't want that happening to me. Oh. And as far as, you know, letting somebody know it's in the truck, I'm just going to keep it on my front seat. My front seat's always wide open or on the floor. Oh, that's a great idea. And yeah. that but, way, if it, a rollover, the windows shattered, stuff goes flying out the windows, that's going to be hopefully somewhere close by. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, something else I wanted to talk about. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, mainly just wanted to thank Terrence for that. Good. And the, the X three bar is really smooth. I mean, I have we have at home. My wife's got a uh, elastic uh, workout thing on the back of the door, and uh, it's not the same. <laughs> this is, this is, you close your eyes, you feel like you're really pushing weight. It's so smooth. I, th- that's that was the real key, and I talked about that. I had tried band systems decades ago. I've tried them over and over. They never feel right. They they just I hated them. They, even though I understood the concept of why they should be better, it never felt right. And when I first picked this up and I, I was just blown away by the way it felt, it, whatever they did to design these bands, somebody finally got it right. Yeah, it seems like the elasticity, there's certain points where the weight disappears a little bit and and then, you know, reappears on the other bands, and this is just not like that, so. Right. Yep. Love that. All right. Well, that's all I got today. I'll let somebody else get in. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Thanks for the call. Good stuff. Let's go to Indiana this time. Jerry, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. I got a couple of quick questions, and I need to set up a scenario so you understand the question, and that is about, Oh, I don't know, probably 30 years ago, I started going to a really nice seafood store. One of the items they had in their uh, deli case in this seafood store was, and don't laugh, it was called pickled shrimp. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. Oh, man, I bought them out every time I'd go in there. They were far enough away that I had to kind of make a trip out of it if I was going somewhere else, I'd stop and kind right. of buy them out every time I was there. I finally conned them into uh, telling me what how they made it, and all it is is just like a pre-cooked shrimp. You layer them in the bottom of a bowl, you slice a real thin slice of red onion, and you lay them on there and some more shrimp and a handful of capers. And then you put this brine over it, and that's where my question comes in, because I figured out that the brine is equal parts white vinegar and canola oil. Ah, what kind of a healthy ah, oil could I use? No, no, I didn't. I, I, know. I haven't had it for a long time, so bear with yeah, me. But my so, question is, is what healthy oil can I use not to interrupt the the flavor profile of that? Okay. If you don't want to mess with the flavor, use avocado oil. It's, it is by far the most okay. neutral 
healthy oil available. It's it's one of the most neutral oils I've ever tasted. It has zero taste. Now, I would prefer a really good olive oil, but that will change the taste. The olive oil, I, I want olive oil for the taste of it. A good olive oil has got that bright green kind of grassy taste. So that, but if you don't want any flavor profile from the oil, use avocado. Now, I have another idea for a dish here that you might really like, and it's very simple to make. Have you ever heard of ceviche? Okay. Oh, kind of. Yes, but I'm not sure. Starts with a C, right? Yep. Ceviche. C-E-V-I-C-H-E. It's South American. Uh, Peru. There's a couple countries down there that are like famous for ceviche. Lots of different styles. But primarily what ceviche is, is seafood hooked with acid, not heat. So if you take seafood, shrimp, um, white fish, mussels, the mussels are a little weird. Uh, I've seen clams, scallops, um, I've seen octopus, um, calamari, all kinds of it, virtually any seafood. You chop it or slice it somewhat small. It's raw. We're never going to put heat to this. Put it in just straight lime juice with some red onion, a little bit of garlic, some cilantro, uh, and you just let it sit. 15 or 20 minutes, you'll watch it go from translucent to white, just like you cooked it. And then you just eat it like that. It's a cold dish. Huh. Absolutely love it. Ceviche is one of my favorites. Super easy to make. Um, you can mix any of the the citrus juices you want. You could do lemon and lime. You do lemon, lime, and orange. I've used grapefruit. Uh, I absolutely love ceviche. Serve it at a party. People will think you're a gourmet chef. They lose their mind over this because they think it's this really exotic dish and it's like so easy to make. Well, I'll certainly try that sometime. I had never thought of that. I have actually made that picture in, in previous life before I started eating healthy where I'd make it, but, uh, I, I just was curious what oil, and, and I may maybe I'd make a lolly oil and like it. Hell, I don't know. I'd try it and see. I don't know. You know, I just can't say for sure. Yeah, um, like I say, the ceviche is very similar. We're we're kind of pickling with citric juices instead of a, a vinegar. Um, same result, but the the flavor combinations you come up, come up with are crazy. The other thing, if if you look at like the. Um, uh, the Scandinavian countries, Sweden, Norway, countries like that, they're big on pickled fish. They do lots of different pickled fish dishes. All right. Now, the ceviche, like, would you, like a shrimp and, let's say, whatever you put in there, would you chop it up into little bitty pieces? The smaller you or would chop you just it, leave the, the shrimp whole? Or it cures. So, if you, so okay. shrimp, I okay. usually, I, I chop all mine up. I just like the texture better. It, it cures a lot faster. Um, I, I've, I've seen shrimp where they kind of slice them in half long ways and do it. Um, you can do it chopped. I've seen it like they'll take thin slices of shrimp. I, I've seen all kinds of variations, but it's basic. And, and then I put in like really finely chopped onion and peppers uh, you, you can get, put all kinds of other stuff in there, the red onion, uh, but but ceviche itself, one of my favorite dishes. 
but you don't have to put the peppers or any hot spice in it. It can be just kind of a neutral yeah. seafood type of dish. It, it can be, and it doesn't have to be hot peppers. I use a lot of mixed sweet peppers, like, you know, yellow, red, orange, green okay. sweet peppers. It, it, it's nice looking. It's visually nice looking, and there's no heat in that. I do like heat in mine, so I usually throw in some jalapenos or whatever, but you don't have to use heat. Okay, well, if I don't have to use heat, maybe I'll try it sometime. So, all right, well, that answered that. I just was curious on the, mainly on the oil. I just loved that pickled shrimp over the years and just haven't eaten it for several years because of the oil uh, issues. So I'll try that, uh, try the avocado and maybe it's some olive oil, both. I don't care. There you go. The other question I had was on, uh, I had a cheese question real quick, and I, I love the texture and flavor of American cheese. Is there any American cheese that's real cheese? No. Because after watching the video, I, I saw one of them on there said pro- processed cheese product. Right. And a matter of fact, talking about oil, one of the brands, I actually looked at the ingredients and it had canola oil in it. Yeah, I am not, not one I bought, but uh, I, anyway. I am not of en- aware of any real cheese that ends up like um, Kraft Singles. You know, American, there's there's okay. no real cheese I know of that's similar. I have seen real American cheese that, but it's not the same. I mean, to me, the, the, when they've said it's real American cheese and it is real cheese, to me, it's more like cheddar than anything else. It's nothing like Kraft Singles. Okay. See, I just don't particularly care for the taste of cheddar Per se, I mean, I can eat like Munsters, you know, baby Swiss and that uh, kind of things. Uh, but as far as pl- I'm, I'm just talking about flopping an onion omelet. I make a uh, when I'm back at my house, I'll make a ham and cheese omelet, and I I've been using that American cheese, but now I'm questioning the wisdom of doing that. Oh, I wouldn't. That's so my question was: Was there yeah, any that, American? I, well, I know now, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that until I watched that video. Yeah, I'm, you know, Havarti. Maybe it's not, a, that's more of a white cheese than a yellow cheese. Havarti's got a nice, mild, creamy texture. So it, it, it's it's one of the cheeses that's fairly common. You can buy it sliced. Um, that That's probably about as close as I can think of right now. And that was, what would you, is that the? Havarti. Type of cheese, Havarti? Yeah, Havarti, H-A-V-A-R-T-I. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. That that's probably about as close as you're going to get that I can think of right now. Well, I'll look next time I go to the, some store. I'll look. So I'm going to throw away the American cheese, but I I really like the flavor and texture of it in an omelet. So I was just curious what I could substitute with. So give that a try and and see. All right, that's about it. Thank you so much for your time, Kevin. All right, thanks for the call. Let's go to. Texas, this is the last call on the board. If you want to jump in, now would be the time. 855-950-3835. I am trying to decide on whether or not I'm going to do a space today. My thought was I wanted to get back out onto the water. And I I am, I'm just, I've got to figure out this wing foil thing and get it over with. Once I learn, then everything else gets so much easier. Um, 
I can just go right down here to the river right in front of me. I don't have to drive 20 minutes away. So I, I really just want to knock this out. It's frustrating me. So I'm going to check the wind. I do have the issue of my knee is just not doing all that great today, but I'm thinking if I just get out there and it'll loosen up. Um, so I got to decide. Um, We'll see. Calls are coming in, so I guess we'll just hang out here for right now. Uh, let's go to Texas. Derek, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How are you doing today? Good. What can I help you with? The uh, call with the air rig. I used to take this girl that used to get air rigs really bad, and an old doctor told her remedy. You take table salt and you put it in a pan, probably like, I don't know, an inch thick around the pan. You'll heat it up until it starts to crackle. When it starts to crackle, you're going to take it and put it in a white sock. That's tie a knot at the end of the sock. You're going to lay down and put it on your ear. What it will do is the heat will give out a steam through your ear. The, the heat will soothe the air, but the salt will pull up the infection. I had a real bad earache this year, and I tried it. And it actually worked really well. That's a, I, I believe in that. That's a really good concept. Um, and the salt, there's, there's also salt therapy where, where people go into these salt caves and they heat up the salt and they breathe it really good for our lungs as well so i could see that how that yep. could work with the ear um and i love that and that's a great idea for this guy the the one thing i want to address um we would still consider this a band-aid we're, we're fixing well yes and no this actually does clear up the infection so it is a little better than a band. Yeah, no, it's not, not just addressing the symptom it is really addressing the infection but the bigger issue here that we identified was why does he have the infection to begin with? And, and unfortunately, it's Correct. not diet. It, it's the vax. Um, that's why I was shocked. When he told me what his diet was, I almost called him a liar. And then I had to stop yep. and say, wait a minute. Maybe he is telling the truth about the diet. And then that's when I remembered to ask about the vaccine. Because when people eat the way he claims to be eating, they don't get infections. They just don't. All this stuff goes away. So I, I, I knew there had to be yep. something else going on. But that, that's great advice for this guy. I would definitely do that. Yeah, because I, I suffered really bad this year. One of them, I, I remember her telling me that I tried it. And then... You lay on it, it does soothe the ear, but you're going to hear like a, when it releases, it'll be sounding like almost like a bunch of water coming out of your ear. Wow. That's, and it drained my ear pretty good. The, the sock will actually end up turning yellow from it. Interesting. You know, from pulling the infection out. Yeah. Very good. Yep. No, that makes sense. That's all. That's all I had for you. All right. Thanks for the call. Good stuff. Let's go to Tennessee. Jody, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. I just, um, I had a product recommendation uh, when we were talking about these uh, medical bags and stuff. I ordered this. It's called Life Back, like vacuum. Um, oh, yeah. And it's a thing. You have, have you looked at those? They are I, amazing. It would be I a great. Have. It, it looks kind of like a little clear face shield. And if somebody's choking, you put it over their mouth and then you put your mouth over the other side. And um, yeah, I, I've seen this product. That is, that would be a great addition to the bag. We should probably look into that. Um, this one, you don't have to put your face on. Oh, it's that's more right. like this a, one's got a pump, like a right? plunger. Yeah, a plunger. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was confusing exactly. this with another one. Now you're right. Yeah. I remember. It's got a plunger. You, it, yeah. Actually, the whole thing is kind of exactly like a plunger. It fits right over the face yeah. and forms yeah. a seal, and then you push and pull, and it, it's like 
doing the Heimlich maneuver, but even better, and it's really effective. So, yeah, you're right. That's a that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, also, I I wanted to ask you. I heard it's been quite some time ago since we're talking about go backs and stuff about fish antibiotics that yes. would work the same. But when I looked it up, I I'm just lost. I couldn't find anything that made sense to me. Okay, so I, I've, I actually, I'm glad you brought this up. I haven't talked about it in a couple of years, and I probably need to go back through my supply and refresh it all because I'm sure it's expired. Um, this is actually pretty straightforward. There are several fish antibiotics on the market that are exactly the same as what we prescribe to humans. There is zero difference. The only difference is you don't okay. need a, a, a prescription to buy fish antibiotics. You can buy them on Amazon. Right. The, okay, well, I went and looked at Amazon, but I just couldn't find anything that, that looked like that may be what you were talking about. I, um, maybe I was me, looking at the wrong thing. No, let me go back and make sure it was Amazon. I, I might have to go back and do a little more research on this again because it's been a couple years. Um, but I, I've got a whole supply. I think I found like, just like we have different antibiotics for humans, like, you know, penicillin was the original, but we, we've got lots of antibiotics. Some are more targeted, some are more general. Um, that was the same thing here. I think I found four or five different, um, varieties, like uh, a 500 milligram amoxicillin. Um, that would be what's called, uh, on Amazon, it's called, um, wait a minute, did they get rid of it? Uh, I wonder if Amazon has stopped carrying this stuff for some reason. They used to carry a product called Fish Mox, and that was amoxicillin, but I'm not seeing it on Amazon anymore. Let me just do a general search for this. I, I am almost positive I bought all this on Amazon, but now I'm not seeing it. I wonder if they came up with some weird policy where they don't do it anymore. Probably Big Pharma paid them to not Pro carry Probably it. not. Yeah, you're probably right. So here's a, just do general searches for this. So I did a, a search for Fish Mox, M-O-X, and I came up with a website that I, I can buy... Uh, fish mox and mox forte, which is uh, amoxicillin. It is the exact same molecule as what the doctor would prescribe you. Okay, great. Well, now that I have a name, that'll make it a lot easier. I was just typing in fish antibiotics. Yeah, in fact, this this website, stuff, so. I just found it, but so I'll give it to you, but I necessarily recommending this yet. I need to do a little research, but um, it's called fishmoxfishflex.com. Exactly like it sounds. No weird spelling. Fishmox, M-O-X, fishflex, no spaces, no nothing, dot com. And I can see they have amoxicillin, azithromycin, cephalic, uh, uh, cephalexin, uh, let's see, trimethoprin. Looks like they have a ton of different antibiotics, um, basically all for fish, but they're identical to the human version. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to go through and reorder because I'm sure all mine's expired. 
Okay. All right. Well, I will go check that out also. I appreciate the info, and that's all I have today. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's uh, now remember we would only use those antibiotics in in real emergencies of true infection that we weren't able to fight some other way. Uh, we're not buying these because we're big on antibiotics. We're buying this as emergency uh, preparation kind of stuff. Let's uh, let's go to Tennessee. Jeremy, welcome. Hi, Kevin. Uh, I did. We are you doing it? X space or SpaceX? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I didn't know if you I'm, were. I'm checking oh, okay. the forecast right now because if the winds are going to pick up early, I'm going to cancel it today and go out on the water. Okay. So uh, I didn't know if the guy that called about, what was it, somebody that had the gallbladder issue that was going to be uh, happening soon. But then he, then he also mentioned if, we knew, if anyone knew of uh, a, da- a doctor in Dallas. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I, we have a recommendation, uh, but I don't, you know, should I give you the number or, uh, yeah, name, post number, it somewhere or? no, just go ahead and give it out. Whatever you got. Okay. Yeah. It's Dr. Brown. Um, and it's nine, seven, two, eight, six, seven, zero, zero, one, nine. And, and, you know, he's got his staff, but, um, and I know he was gastro, you know, gastro guy, um, uh, I don't know. He's the one that uh, created Alan Trontiel. Oh, yeah. I, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've yeah had Dr. Dr. Brown. Oh, that Dr. Brown. Yeah, we've had Dr. Brown on our show many times. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that one. Yeah, when he came on about the, yeah, the horse. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, ingredient yeah, he got a, in there. Um, yeah, that'd be a good place to start. Yeah. Um, so, okay. And uh, I was going to say about... Um, I was going to recommend something on the green egg. Um, if you, you know, it's typically for grilling and, and, and some, some, you know, longer, longer, a little bit longer cooks, but I didn't know if you had done a brisket on there yet. And I was going to recommend if you get this, uh, it's called the slow roller. Have you ever heard of the, the slow roller? S-L-O. No. Roller. Cause it's like, it's by Kamado Joe. But it fits, you know, it's the Kamado cookers, are, they, yeah. they have that same shape, you know. Right. So, well, it, it, it pulls the smoke up and makes it vortex kind of thing. But, and it also has kind of a, a, a deflector cap as well. But so it's kind of like a tunnel and, and it doesn't go up as high. It, you can still put your, um, your, your top deflector on after that. So you'd have a double indirect okay. thing going on. And, you know, give, give that a shot or check that out. Yeah, um, I, I haven't tackled a brisket yet. And before I tackle a brisket, I'm actually probably going to do a big pork shoulder. I, I haven't done anything that requires like hours of cooking where you have to maintain that that heat. So I think I would try a pork shoulder first because they're almost impossible to mess up. And brisket's the opposite. Yeah. Brisket is, is the toughest cut right, to cook, right. right. Yeah, uh, that double indirect uh, for uh, long cooks works pretty good. But yeah, the pork is a good good way to start. A yeah. lot more forgiving. Uh, you can't. It, it, you it, yeah, it's really yeah. hard to mess up a pork shoulder. Yeah, I did one, and I uh, it had this. I, I found one that had the skin still on it, like not just the fat cap, but it was oh, like right. had the skin. Yeah, I like those. And, yeah, and I. I yeah, well, I uh, I did the indirect cooking, and then the last 
30 minutes, I flipped it, you know, or what I did was I salted the skin before I cooked it. Right. So it got real dry for like overnight. Right. I dried it out and then it kind of flaked up, you know, flaked off the next day. Uh, or I left it on there and then smoked it or, you know, cooked it. And then when I pulled it off, I kind of, the, the shawl just kind of flaked off. Then I f- took the indirect side out and let the fire, uh, let the heat be direct. And yeah. I put the skin down and for the last 30 oh, so nice. minutes and yeah. got that all crispy. Yeah. Nice. Let the fat drip on the fire. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it came out good. And, uh, uh I was going to say about it before, um, when you get up on the foil or on the wing, right? The wait, the, the foil. The foil. The fin right. is the foil. Yes. Okay. Can do you turn with your wing, or do you turn with your body? You know, kind of like you, a surf, like a surfboard or, or like a skateboard. You, you know? turn with the foil and your body, and then you adjust the wing to to match it. Okay. So your shoulders go first to kind of help pull your lower body the way your shoulders go kind of if you want or do you just tilt your or, or do you tilt like a like a snowboard it more like a snowboard but your ankles it, it would be your ankles right oh oh it would be oh okay yeah so i, I was going to say if so, you ever so ideally you try to stay as square as possible shoulders square hips hips square over your knees, knees square over your ankles, and then it is your lower body, your ankles and feet mostly that would do your turning. Your upper body kind of keeps the wing into the wind oriented, right? And then how much power you're gonna pull into that wing. Yeah, almost, that's a lot like snowboarding with the ankles. You know, I just thought of of an analogy. I just thought of an analogy on on why this is so difficult to learn. Not that many people are going to understand this analogy, but it's a lot like when I tried to learn how to fly a helicopter. Nothing happens on its own. Like in a helicopter, if you pull more collective, you're probably gonna have to adjust the cyclic and you're definitely going to have to adjust the tail rotor with your feet pedals the foot pedals. It all has to happen at, at, at the same time. That's what's going on here. Wow. You, you, you're constantly adjusting your balance to stay on the foil, but then you also have to react to the wind and the waves. All of these things are happening at the same time and you have to react the right way and, and it, there's a lot going on. And, and it, uh, uh, it's why it just takes so much time to learn that there's just, you know, I, I, yeah. I was out there yesterday and it wasn't very crowded because it was really hot. And nobody was expecting good winds. So there was only about four or five of us out in the hook. And some days there's 30 out there. So I see this one guy and he's he's actually up on his foil and he's running around in the bay on the foil. And I'm like, what's he even doing over here? He looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, but then I would see him have these weird kind of crashes. So I actually got talking to him later in the day and I heard him say to somebody, it's his first day. And I'm like, first day, what's he doing up on the foil? How did he do that? Well, it turns out he's been kiteboarding 
for over 10 years, so he has lots of kiteboarding experience. He did just start using a foil with his kite this year. He says he's no good at it, but he can do it. And he surf foils out on the ocean. So he already has mastered the foil. All he was trying to learn is the wing. He's never used the wing before. But I, when I heard him say it's his first day, I'm like, oh, I got to figure out what's going on here. Well, it's not his first day on the foil. He actually yeah. learned how to foil behind a boat, which is really, if I, could, if, if I could get a boat for two hours, I would have this. I'm positive of it. It would be a much, so if you think about it, if I get pulled up by a boat, I have tension in my my rope and my handle, and that tension is consistent. It doesn't change. So now I can lean against that tension, get my foil to activate, and and learn how to ride it. The, The difference in the wind is that that pull is never consistent because the wind is changing constantly. It gusts, it dies, it changes directions, and you're trying to learn how to balance on the foil, but you've got to constantly be reacting to what this wind is doing. Also behind a boat, I really don't deal with waves. The boat breaks those waves up, and as long as I stay behind the boat, my surface is consistent. Well, out on the windy river, that's not consistent. There's waves coming from every direction, and those mess you up. So now you got to deal with this constantly changing wind, this constantly changing water surface, and given all that, I have to learn how to balance on this foil. Wow. <laughs> I, I see. I see. So, because so, I heard you talking about, uh, um, I don't know when it was last week, and I was imagining, you know, you and you were saying someone you could even jump and just, as long as you can get up, the, as long as the wing, yeah. the foil so, can come out of the water. Yeah. So I was thinking, do you, well, the maybe you should put the wing away the, more. No, I, I'm going to yeah. address that. Because we did have that caller. I mean, you go, but then you drop it. So, no. no, Yeah, if you you go with it, then you hide it or something. We got to drop this idea. It's not going to work. And I'll explain why. So I actually watched a guy one day and I thought, what the hell is this guy doing? He would put his board in the water, his foils down, his board's just floating in the water. He would take it over by the shore where there was like this, you know, big rocks. And he would climb up on the rocks and jump onto his board. And I thought, what the hell is he doing? And the point is, if you can get some motion going, you can ride the foil with nothing. No wing, no nothing. You're right. Well, this, the guy that called That's, last yeah. week said he watched somebody using a paddle to get enough speed going to get up on the foil. And so he said, don't, mu-, but the, here's the problem. That is a very advanced skill. No, it it has nothing to do with the waves or anything else. The ability to just get that foil up with a paddle is a very, very advanced foiling skill. You don't learn this way. Like that would be next to impossible for me to learn how to do it with a paddle. It's it's people that get really good on the foil. Their next challenge is, could I start 
the foil with with just a paddle or jumping on it or these other ideas, but that is not how you would ever try to learn this. Yeah. Okay. The best yeah, I just way thought to maybe we really think would be behind go- a boat. And it wouldn't even take a boat. You could do this okay. behind a jet ski. Yeah. You said you went from five to thirty or ten to thirty miles an hour sometimes because of the wind, right? The wing. And so and that was and so I thought, well, what if you got going and then as it was going up to without you know increasing speed you you hit the wing for a minute that's all i meant that and then you, how you just ride it. ride it no that that is exactly oh, okay. how you do it that once you're up on your foil you don't have to keep the wing in the wind all the time in fact you're probably not going to because you'd be flying around too fast all the time. I mean, there are times you're going to want to slow down for turns and corners. And so you learn how to use the wing to change your speed. You, you let it feather out some. Or if you don't want the wing at all, you just grab it by its front handle and let it go behind you. And then it does nothing. And I, I've seen people ride around for 15 minutes just on their foil using waves and wake and pumping. And so, yeah, you, you can use your wing, not use your wing. Once you're up on the foil, it doesn't take much energy to stay on it. It's, it's all about balance. Okay, There's I got a, no resistance. I got an idea for you. Okay. I got an idea for you if, if it's uh, terrible out or winter time or, and it's, if it's, uh, and even if it's windy, you could use the wing maybe. Get you the longest board, long board skateboard you can find, a real long board, and loosen up the trucks so you got really good side to side action, you know, and, and look for a hill around your neighborhood. <laughs> I've seen that recommendation. Yeah. The problem I have with that, um, I, when you crash off a skateboard, it hurts. I mean, yeah, you know, it's a jammy Those are really, really rough crashes. So I, I don't want to end up in the yeah. emergency room with a broken wrist or hand, or and I don't want to wear. Yeah, the, but you if know, you had a big hill, and, yeah. Oh well, no, I mean, big if hill you had a wide be, area, though, you could. Well, you you could go side to side so much that you wouldn't let your speed get fast, you know, because you could but, you'd be controlling it like a snowboard. Fall I mean, off that skateboard. Look, I don't know how to skateboard. I hear you. So that's the first thing. Okay. I'm going to have to learn how to skateboard. <laughs> and when you learn stuff like this, you fall right. a lot. Like yesterday, yeah, I, I fell off my board 50 times. I'm sure of it. Could you imagine yeah. falling on concrete that many times? Right, right. Yeah. And that's probably a big, bigger board than a surfboard, too, right? It's it's kind of bulky, isn't it? No, I would actually, imagine. mine... The boards we're oh, using okay. are much, much smaller than... Now, the board size matters. We actually measure board size by volume. So my board is 115 liters. That's a fairly big board, but nowhere near the size of a surfboard. I mean, it's probably only three feet long. Yeah. And probably about two feet okay. wide. So it, it, it's, a, it's much bigger than a wakeboard or a kneeboard, and it's thick, too. Like a, knee, a wakeboard might be thin. Yeah, thick. These are thick, so they have volume. It, it, it's, it's big enough that hard I, to turn. I, I can now stand on the board in the water without moving. I can balance just standing on the board. It has that much flotation. Wow, that sounds hard to turn. Uh, it, well, remember, the but. board isn't on the water 
the board never touches the water. Oh, once we're up on the foil, the board, right once you're up, that's yeah, right. it, wow. it, it's a little slower turning. So as you get better and better at this, you will go to smaller and smaller boards because they're lighter, more maneuverable. But the board itself isn't much of a factor because the board isn't touching the water. All right, well, that was my for me to stand up. That was my recommendation, the longboard, skateboard, where you don't really... Yeah, if I... You know, you're not going to learn to skate like ramps or anything. You're just going to... You're going to use your If I knew how to skateboard, I would probably do that. But I don't want to waste my time learning how to skateboard. (laughs) Yeah, I'd rather spend that time on the water just learning how to foil. In the water. I hear you. All right. Well, that's all I got. Slow roller. There we go. I'll look it up. Double indirect. I will look it up. Let's go to Indiana. Ed, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. What can I help I, you uh, today? I took a NutriQ. Well, I took a NutriQ a couple of weeks ago and had a discovery call with Lauren. I don't know. Can you see that NutriQ in front of you? Uh, or look I, up the results? I could if I had time, but it's a little hard when I'm on the phone. Talk. Normally, we would have the call screener. They'd look it up for me and send the link. So I, I don't oh. multitask well. Okay. That's fine. I had the discovery call with Lauren, so she gave me the 30-day plan. I haven't started it yet. I need to get online and order the supplements she recommended for me and get that started. But I have been strict carnivore since July 19th, which brings me to my other question. On July 19th, I have my annual checkup with my doctor and they're getting on to me about my cholesterol now. And, of course, her first course answer was, oh, you need pills. <laughs> I said, no, no pills. You know, she wants me to come back in three months and see how the pills work. I said, well, we'll come back in three months and see how the other stuff that actually works works. And uh, so I wanted to go over you with cholesterol and see what you think about these numbers, see if you got some books to recommend that I can uh, listen to about cholesterol and just how you feel about it and what you think I should do, if anything. Okay. Give me the numbers. Uh, which number would you like? You just read any whatever like order you've got them in, and I'll just write them down. Okay. My ratio, LDL and HDL, was 3.05. My cholesterol was uh, 234. The HDL was 55. Uh, let me get my next page here. The uh, LDL was 168, and the triglycerides were 55. Okay. Um the only number I'm even concerned about, the LDL at 168, but that doesn't tell us much unless we know particle size. We don't. HDL okay. could be nope. higher, and HDL will actually increase when you start eating really good, high-quality animal products. The more okay. good pastured, grass-fed meats, you know, those kind of things, forested pork, the more of that you eat, the higher your HDL goes. Um, triglycerides could be, are you losing weight? Uh, I've lost maybe about five pounds. Uh, I think I've, I've also, I've also got celiac disease, so I don't do any gluten, no wheat. I'm really good about staying away from all the grains too, but I think I do have some digestive issues and maybe some fat digestive issues that maybe need to be addressed also. So, but I, but I have noticed a weight loss, but it's been kind of small. Okay. So the, the triglyceride number of 55, um, Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. The 234 total, I'm right in that range, 240-something. Um, I, I would do nothing about this other than just continue to improve your diet, and these numbers will just keep getting better. 
Okay. So, I, but I, I could expect to see the HDL go up as I'm, as I'm kind of getting yes. into carnivore, at least until my body normalizes to the diet. Now, and we want the HDL to go up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a number we actually want higher. When HDL goes up, all the ratios okay. get better. Um, so yeah, you're on the right track. Your numbers are not bad at all. There's nothing in your cholesterol numbers okay. that are concerning. Even if there were, it wouldn't matter. My advice would still be the same. Right. Uh, what, what about the cholesterol number itself, the 234? Is uh, that anything to be concerned about or any, any number that I'll see fluctuate as, as I get better into the carnivore? Let's just start with this concept. So if we use their logic, I'll use their logic, uh, they want mm -hmm. your HDL to be higher they want your triglycerides to be lower and they want your LDL to be lower. How in the world do we take three numbers, two we want lower, one we want higher? How do we ever add those three numbers together and come up with a meaningful number? How does that even make sense? Mm -hmm. I, I, don't know. I just can't <laughs> believe that doctors don't question that. So when they say, oh, your cholesterol is too high, well, what if it's that high because my HDL is through the roof? That should be a good thing, right? But that would make my total number higher. So how can you tell me you want one of these numbers to be higher, but you want the overall number to be lower? Mm-hmm. I've been a big follower of yours for a long time, all the way back to the Turbo 3000 days. That was the first well, product I bought time. that I heard you talk about. Yeah. Right. And uh, I, I just had my first appointment with Pittsburgh Power here a month or so ago. I actually bobtailed 500 miles one way to go up there and have them work on my truck. And I'm, get, I, and I'm getting ready to call them back and make another appointment to go back up there for more work. So uh, I, I, I said to myself, I'm such a pussy when it comes to anything health related that just going to the doctor and her telling me that, hey, your cholesterol's high. It's been high for a couple of years. You're, you're doing damage. Just and, and I want to put you on pills. Just her telling me that I had to lay down because I was about to pass out. Uh, I'll, I'll, that's uh, how squeamish I, I am. With I, I'm not. I'm, I'm similar. I, I, I'm the same way about I'm, medical I mean, stuff. Really, I am. She wasn't even talking about surgery or near death or heart bypass or none like, of that. And, and it was still enough to make me squeamish and almost pass out. Yeah. And uh, I just told myself, like you know, I've been listening to Kevin for years, and it's time to start following Kevin and. I've tried the carnivore and keto diets. I've bounced in and out of them. You know, I've done good for a couple of weeks here. Then I kind of slip. And, uh, and, but this just going there and, and her talking that cholesterol and me feeling that way about to pass out from just that told me, okay, that's, that's the wake up sign. I need to get on with this. And good. I know this is the right thing to do. I need to quit, quit waiting for another sign. I just need to get on it and get it done here. Yes. And I, you know, my wife, one problem I have with it is my wife is a nurse practitioner Oh boy! Luckily, she specializes in mental. Yeah, she she specializes in mental health, but she was a regular registered nurse for years before that. So she's been indoctrinated and been yeah. in the healthcare system, and she's all about the boneless, skinless chicken breast would, and the steamed vegetables and things like that. Would she be willing to read or listen to a book? Probably. Have her listen to a book called Brain Energy. Brain Energy. Let me write that down. Okay, who's that by? Uh, you know, it's not one of the doctors I'm really familiar with. Let me look it up pretty quick. I think I know who it is, but I want to make sure. Uh, I just started following on Twitter. Christopher Palmer, Dr. Christopher Palmer. Okay. Um, she, 
based on what she now does, I think she's going to be at least very intrigued by what this book claims. And, and I believe this completely. Mental health is no different than physical health. We shouldn't even separate the two. All of the problems we mm-hmm. see in mental health today are metabolic, just like all of our physical ailments. I can believe that for sure. It's just a really, really yeah, well-written book. I think she might get a lot out of it. I'll definitely recommend that to her, and I'll probably listen to it myself. Uh, what, what about some books on cholesterol? Are there a couple of good ones I, that you could recommend that I should listen to? I will, but honestly, the, the lesson we all want to learn about cholesterol is eat a good diet and ignore it. Okay. That, that really is the lesson. And, and Dr. Wilson will say the same thing. He will say if you're eating a good paleo-based diet of some sort, keto, carnivore, uh, you know, as clean as possible, that your cholesterol will be what it is and it will be right. We don't even care what the number is. Okay. But if you wanted to, I believe I it. Say, I, I told- um, boy, I, I, I don't even know if I've ever talked about this. You listened a long time. Do you remember when we were... Um, talking about Jimmy Moore's books? Uh, I can't remember offhand. Uh, Cholesterol Clarity. um, Or wait a minute. Am I confusing the books now? Keto Clarity. and Yeah, that was Jimmy Moore. Uh, He wrote it with a bunch of doctors. He wasn't a doctor. He was one of the really early guys that got on the keto, lost like 300 pounds, um, had an incredible story. We actually had him at our CMC as a speaker way back in the beginning. Um, Unfortunately, now, from what I gather, he's in jail and it had to do with children. And um, I I know. Uh, So I really, I guess I don't want to recommend his books just because of that. Um, Right. uh, No, I actually, uh, uh, all of the books I would recommend uh, about cholesterol would actually be books that would just scare the hell out of you and convince you never to take a statin. Um, Like Lipitor, Thief (laughs) of Memory. There's a good one. Go read that one. Called Lipitor, Thief of Memory by Dr. Dwayne Graveline. Let me write that down here. Dwayne Graveline? Graveline, yeah. He uh, was a NASA flight surgeon. He's dead now, and his wife really believes the statins killed him. Hmm. He's got a crazy story. Yeah, He's I don't think I need any. other books. I did a book review on another one of his books, and I can't remember the title right now, but I have an audio book review somewhere on the app. Okay. I do remember you talking about that book and, uh, and him and that he was an astronaut and that. I do remember that story. Uh, but yeah, going back to my wife there, I was telling her just this morning, like, because, um, you know, she, she'll make me ribeye steaks and things like that. And I eat a lot of bacon and eggs. And every once in a while, she was like, just like last night, she was trying to slip in a boneless, skinless chicken breast on me. Blah. I said, hey, hey, no, I don't want that. <laughs> and, uh, but I, no, give me, I told her this morning, a, I said, give me a big old thigh and leg with the skin on and coated in butter. Now I can eat chicken. Oh yeah. I just had a couple of, I just had a couple of chicken thighs about an hour ago for breakfast. So there you go. I, we're going good today already. And I, I told her this morning, I said, look at the results I've got already just since doing it from the 19th of last month. I have more energy. 
I'm, I only need to sleep five or six hours a night. And other than that, I'm completely energized for the whole day. I mean, I'm getting a lot of stuff done, which is good. I'm, I've got a laundry list of about a mile long of things to do. I said, I'm lost a little weight already. I'm not eating hardly as much at all. Right. I am doing the intermittent fasting. I try to make sure there's over 12 hours between dinner and breakfast. And the other day I didn't eat anything for 24 hours and I wasn't even hungry. I finally ate because I thought, Hey, I better just stop and eat. Excellent. I said, I'm getting all the same results that everyone wants from a diet and it's not hard. Exactly. So I said, so, so how can you tell me, so how can you tell me eating carnivore is bad for me when it's not even hard and I'm getting all the same results that everyone looks for from a diet? So I, I believe she can be convinced. I can believe I can bring her around and I'll definitely recommend that book to her. And I did sign up for the NASTIC convention last night. I, I'm coming down there and I'm going to bring her with me. So, uh, oh, so great. you can sick her personally yes, good. <laughs> and tell her about that. all the health stuff and, and convince her. And, uh, that brings me to another question on the yogurt. I know there's a few different kinds of different strains of bacteria you use. Uh, which one would be the best if I was going to make one? Would it be the L-Ruteri? I think so. The, the whole idea that we can increase both testosterone and oxytocin is pretty powerful. Okay. My next question for that is, is there any way you could bring me some as a starter to the, uh, to the conference? Possibly. I live in Indiana, and yeah, I, don't, I don't run all over the country, so I don't have a good way to get out to Oregon. Yeah, I mean, you could buy the tablets because I would like and create to start your making. own starter. We're not going to carry the tablets anymore. We're, I think we're either out or very close, and, and we just don't get a lot of requests oh, okay. anymore. But um, I am getting ready to restart. I haven't been making any. I was I stopped several things for a lot of reasons, but it's possible. I, I can't promise anything, but there's a good chance oh. I may have some. Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't actually know that you had the uh, tablets in the store. I, I thought we, last I heard you weren't able to sell them for some reason or another. Yeah, we weren't. We gave them away. We just said order anything and we'll, and you may want to call the store. We may have one or two packets left. What I did was we took, with, I think there was like seven different strains at the time that Dr. Davis was working on. We put all seven in an envelope and we would just give it away to people. Oh, okay. Um, I do know well, that, that may we're work getting good I need really to call. low, but if you call, you might be able to grab one or of the last. Okay. Yeah, I need to call and order those supplements that Lauren recommended anyway, so that'll be a perfect time to do that. Uh, and I had a, another book recommendation here from Sarah on cholesterol. It's Dr. Uh, Campbell McBride. The book is called Put Your Heart in Your Mouth. Okay. Heart in your mouth. Campbell McBride? Yes. All right. Perfect. I got it. All right. All right. I think that's I think that's all I need for today, Kevin. I really appreciate it. And I, I just I really appreciate the way you and all the people you work with are genuinely out here to help people. You're not out here to screw people over like it seems that so many other people are just trying to do nowadays. Uh, you know, and I just I really appreciate that. Well, well, thank you for the feedback. We've just found, you know, I, the the stuff I say, the recommendations we give, I, we believe in them and and we live them. And the idea that if you want to be successful in business, it's all about serving a customer, nothing else. Mm -hmm. Everything comes down to serving a customer. Serve the customer well, it, and you serve yourself well. I mean, it, there, there's a kind of a Absolutely. selfish motive there, and, and I believe in that. We, we should be selfish. We have to take care of ourselves first. We all have to make a little money doing this. But, but the beauty of it, Absolutely. The, the best way to live a good life is to help somebody else live a good life. Yeah.
I agree with that 100%. And, you know, like I said, even going all the way back to the Turbo 3000, that, the air tabs, slowing down, I run the catalyst. I mean, Pittsburgh Power Mufflers, uh, fast systems, OPSs, all the stuff that you've recommended, I've tried, and it all works. So that's why I trust you on the health aspect, too. I mean, you know, my wife said, well, who's this guy, a truck driver on the, on the yes. radio? Yes. Why would yes. you believe him? I'm like, because I, I trust his research. Everything he's recommended and everything I've tried has always worked. Why would I not think that this is going to work, too? Yeah, you know, a, a, an even better word that I like in there, I, I do a lot of research and all that. Really, what we're shooting for are can we get results that's all that really matters mm-hmm. to me. Can we get the results we're after? And if if we can get results from a product, a, a, a method, whatever, then then that's it. That's what I'm looking for. I don't research is a beginning. It's a start. We know all the problems you can find in research, but there are no problems with results. So that that's really our goal. Does this product or does this idea get us results? Well, and to me, too, I always said, I'll buy anything. All you have to do is make it make sense. And eating a carnivore diet, going back to our hunter-gatherer days, all of that just makes sense. Good point. Yep, I agree. That's how my brain works, too. If you can explain this to me, that's why my favorite question is why. Explain it to me in a Mm -hmm. way that makes sense, and then I can believe it. Absolutely. That's all I need. All right. Just make it make sense, and I'm in. Good stuff. Kevin, I really appreciate it, and I I will see you in November, my friend. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Speaking of November, I'm going to bring Fred in while I talk about this. Fred, I am disappointed today. What happened? I got an email I was so excited about. Um, Joel Salatin has been doing this thing on his farm for the last couple of years called the Rogue Food Conference. And I really, really wanted to go. It's one of those events I really want to get to. It just hasn't worked out yet. I get an email and it says the Rogue Food Conference is coming to the Pacific Northwest. No, don't tell me. It's coming the same week you're in Nastic. The exact same week, the same days. Oh, that's heartbreaking. He's going to be an hour (laughs) away from me. An hour. I know, and I'm not going to uh, be here. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's horrible. I know. You got to, you got to, you got to at least TJ and his boat to come up to the river. Something to help you with the wind, wing foiling. I, like I said, if I could get you know? two hours on a boat, I would have this. I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah. So what I like to talk about is actually my middle daughter. We 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 don't talk often, but when we talk, we talk for a minute. We got into talking yesterday, and she has some health issues going on. Now, she's she's always been into a little bit of holistic. She has this holistic nutritionist that and she's done all these skin testings, and she's always been into this a little bit. But she's extreme, so it sort of takes after someone I know when I look in the mirror. <laughs> um, all or nothing kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but so she, so she just tells me, you know, she's been off. She's, she's gained some weight and she's been off of everything she was doing and back on, you know, fell off the wagon, so to speak. And so now she has this plantar fasciitis, she said she has. And oh then boy. she has someone said that she's diagnosed with this Epstein bar. So I said, well, this so, is odd. And she believes that none of this stuff is genetic. So she, so she is. Let me address both those things. She kind of understands quick, this. Just stuff. generally. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. Plantar fasciitis, I've suffered from myself, and it has something to do with what I do in the garden. When I'm gardening, now this year it hasn't come back. Last year it was horrible. The pain was so intense. Um, here's all that I did for it. Um, Tommy Copper, I believe, or one of those companies that make all the rap kind of stuff, they actually right. make... a wrap for this, it, it kind of puts um, some pressure on the bottom of your foot and then it wraps tight. It takes the pain away almost immediately. So just for relief okay. of the pain, it's ideal. I didn't think that it would actually solve the problem. And I, I wore it, true, I wore it all last summer. And when the gardening season was over, I took it off and stopped wearing it, and the pain has never come back. I, I don't know how it fixed it, but it did. And no matter how much I garden this year, I haven't had any symptoms of it at all. Okay. Well, so I, I, I don't know what this know. thing... I, I do know that it immediately takes the pain away. It's worth it just for that alone. But it, it, it may have fixed right. this. I'm not sure. I didn't do anything else. There are some, you can look up stretches and there are, there, there are different stretches that can help this. Um, but that device um, did something. It was really, it really helped a lot with the pain and made it much more comfortable. And then at the end of the summer, I took it off and the problem never came back. Okay. Well, she, she's gone to the physical therapist that her, someone recommended and the stretches alone has helped her tremendously with it. Now she, she's going to school and she's working as a waitress part time, so she's on her feet all day long when the waitress. So that's why she, this is becoming a problem for her. And then the other thing was the Epstein bar. What do you have to say about that? Ninety-five um, percent of all of the people in the world have the Epstein bar virus. Ninety-five percent. Okay. So just saying somebody okay. has the virus, everybody has it. I'd like to find somebody who doesn't. Okay. I know for sure I've got it. I've seen it many times on my blood work. Um, ideally, if you are eating a good, clean diet and living the way you should live, this virus will never, ever cause a problem. If your immune system becomes compromised, this virus can lead to things like chronic fatigue syndrome and... Uh, uh, some of the other pain conditions I've seen, I've seen Epstein-Barr linked to um, several other conditions, but it, it's one of those things we don't really understand. Why 95% of the people have it, only some people ever show up with any kind of problems from it. And I can tell you that if you just do all the stuff we talk about, it will never be an issue. Right. Right. So this is what I said to her. First, I, I, we were texting first, then she called me. I said carnivore. And she, she, first she said, ew, I don't know if I can do that. So I says, call me. So I explained to her what really carnivore is. And I said, I said, what you need to do is, I said, you need to get all the inflammation-causing and reactive foods out of your diet. And the best way to do that is a carnivore diet. Yeah. I said, also, I said, you need to, you know, I had sent her vitamin D in the past. And she stopped doing that. I said, listen, I said, I'm going to put together a little thing for you. I said, some bile salts just to get you started on getting fat adapted. I said, some vitamin D. I said, some magnesium and the light balance. I said, you need, because she's having cramping too. And I said, this is all a mineral deficiency. And most of us, after research and talking to you and listening to what you've done, 
we're all deficient in D and, and magnesium of some sort. So I meant to, when I got home last night, I was a little too tired, but I'm going to go on. I'm going to go talk to the tribe and get her a little package together and send to her Good. to start this, you know, some beta TCP and, and yeah. stuff like that. She has her gallbladder. And I, and I told her, and when she does something, she's pretty good at it. You know, I told her, I said, but you, I tried to explain to her what, you know, good, healthy seafood, eggs, any kind of meats, you know, yeah. uh, you know, instead of chicken bread. And, and she's not, she's not completely low fat, but she definitely tends to be low fat because she's worried about her weight. Like every young girl is and every older woman is. So, and, and I mean, if, you know, so. And if we can uh, just convince them the more yeah. fat they eat, the more fat they lose, they'll be happy and healthy. I know. And I tried to tell her that. I said, good, healthy fats, steaks with, with, with fat on them, avocados, olive oils, butters, ghee, all this stuff is all good for you. I says, what's wrong with, with having, uh, you know, a couple slices of bacon and four eggs for breakfast or even for lunch or even for dinner? I mean, even if it's not the most quality right now, it it's still better than having. That's correct. Yeah. You know, I said, I said, even yeah, you know, she works at a diner in New York. I mean, just go back there and say, listen, I just I just want, you know, throw some butter on the grill, scramble me up five or six eggs and, and, and give me some bacon and, yeah. and put it on a plate. And that's it. Or, or sausage you know? or a steak. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, I just wanted to, you know, touch base on that. And maybe someone else can learn also as this is going on. Because the first thing she told me, plantar fasciitis, was an inflammation, what she's seen online, what she's re read. And I said, well, then you need to be... You need to cut everything out of your diet, but you need to be healthy. Yeah. Not just I, cut everything out of your diet, I uh, said. Clearly, though, I was eating a very, very clean diet last summer when I got it, and I got it bad. Right. So, yes, it's inflammation, right. but we have to remember inflammation is how our body heals things. So I was creating an injury right. of some kind and my body's using right. inflammation to try to fix it. And it turns out it's, it's a mechanical thing. It's how I was kneeling. It's right. how I was, you know, I wasn't stretching the right muscles. So it, it's one of those things that wasn't caused by a poor diet. It can be aggravated by a poor diet, but even with a super clean diet, I still had it. Uh, maybe it's possible that this right. heel thing that that you strap on, you know, changes the 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 way you use your feet or your muscles. I don't know, um, but it it fixed it. Right, right. I got you. I got you. Another thing I would I wanted to say uh, the gentleman before with his cholesterol questions and everything else. Um, he has to be very careful to when he's listening to the standard American doctors, the medical system, because they'll claim that cholesterol clogs arteries and all this other stuff. People don't understand. It's just like blaming a fireman that shows up as a fire. He's not the start of the fire. He's, he's helping put out the fire. And that's what cholesterol does in our body. It goes to where places are inflamed and it helps heal. Right. So yeah, I want him to understand that too. He'll, he may learn that from some of these books you recommended, I forget. I forget if they go into that. I know Jason Fung went into that with the uh, was it the, uh, the the cholesterol con. I think you know. I, but I, I Jason think I was Fung. Getting... I, I I love I love how he does that. But it, he's so he's so uh, technical. It's hard sometimes to get through some of his books, Renee. Uh, you know, I think his, as, for as technical as he is, he does a really good job of of explaining it. Um, 
So his books would be, oh, the maybe he talked about it in the obesity code or the diabetes code. That's probably where he talked about it. Yes. Yeah. About diabetes code, he talked about cholesterol. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch base on that, too, because they'll... That's the biggest thing that they try to do. They try to say, oh, you know, you're going to get, you know, it's going to block your arteries because cholesterol is cholesterol right. down there, of course, because it's helping the inflammation. Yes. Um, it's part of that, you know, part of that uh, uh, healing process. So, and you're right. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's been books written on these subjects that dig into the truth. The true science behind this, like like this, like the, the salt fix, uh, how they have indigenous tribes around the world eating six to ten grams of salt a day, yeah, and and healthiest healthier than they've ever ever been, and you know anyone's ever been, you know, and it, they're just you know that's what they do. There doesn't seem to be any real downside to lots of salt consumption. Right, right. You know, so I, I, you know, I got you know, uh, just you know, over the years, you know, and I. And I don't expect anyone to just listen to you because you're a, an ex-truck driver. I think, you know, they should do it like I did. I did the research. I, I read the books. And I, you know, and I, um, you know, and I learned for myself uh, right. on top of listening to you, you know, and then and then hearing the calls and seeing the, and then my physical change over the years. Yeah, we use and, results you know, as our goal. All this does work. Yeah, yeah. And again, like like he was saying, with you know, when I started first listening to you, you still on nights and weekends, and I said, this guy knows what he's talking about with trucking because all the mistakes I've made, you 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 were telling everybody not to, to avoid them, and I'm like, well, he definitely knows yeah. <laughs> what not to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, that's the first, and, step. and that's how we learn. We yeah. learn. We learn from yeah. We learn from our mistakes, you know. So, and if we don't, then we're just going to repeat them until we do. Um, and then when you started learning about health and, and what really resonated with me that one day was you had said, we're always hungry because we're not putting the proper nutrition in our body. Right. And I said, damn it, that makes so much sense. Yeah. That makes too much sense not, not, to, not to think about it that yeah. way. All so, right. Good um, stuff. I'm going to cut you loose. I see we're, uh, we're past 11 o'clock. I'm going to call an audible. I'm not going to do a Twitter space today. Uh, the wind conditions are looking pretty good for today. Um, probably exactly what I need. Not too windy, just enough to get me out on the board, get me practicing. Now all I have to do is figure out how I'm going to fix my knee. Um, my knee's really bothering me, but I think maybe a little bit of ice, a little bit of therapy gun on it for a little bit, get it loosened up, and uh, maybe it'll feel better when I get out on the water. So I'm going to finish up a couple calls, and then we're going to wrap this up for today, and no space. Let's go to Vermont. Casey, welcome. Good day, Kevin. Um, well, first of all, I was. this is just something to throw out there, idea I had as you were talking about um, uh, how a lot of stores and stuff use a distribution place, a place they get all their products from and everything. Right. Seeing as you vetted, you have vetted all the products that you have, have you ever thought about being a, distribu a distributor? Uh, yes and or no. Or other health but stores and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I, I, we have. It's, it's, it's a good thought. Um, we kind of, we're probably not going to pursue it. We don't want to get sidetracked. <laughs> 
from our, our main mission, which is, you know, serving the trucking community. And um, it, it's really easy to kind of get side. That would be a big project. I mean, we would, we'd have to have new warehouse space. We don't have enough room to do it now. We would have to expand. Uh, I, it's just probably not a good business decision for us right now, but it was a good thought. We had it too. Oh, I was sure it would be a huge undertaking. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number two thing was the dental kit. I finally started using it. I got it about a month ago. I had to finish up the natural toothpaste I was using because I'm just too cheap not to. That's cool. Um, started using the dental kit. I, I, I didn't notice much of anything other than spit coming off my tongue as a scraper, but it, it's kind of a different feeling for sure. I have what they call a geographic tongue. It's full of cracks and slits and all kinds of other crap. Okay. Um, so I'm, I was kind of hoping that this, I'm hoping that this stuff may make it look like normal. I don't, I don't know, know why it does look like it does, but yeah, hopefully. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember seeing any of that in the research. Now, the idea behind scraping the tongue when, when we say all we're getting is basically saliva, um, the point is that saliva is loaded with bacteria. And many okay. times it's, right. it's the wrong bacteria. So the goal of this right. whole system is to improve the bacterial content in the mouth. So we scrape the bad stuff out right. and, and we start doing things that help generate more good bacteria in our mouth. And that's what fixes everything. It fixes our gum inflammation. It actually allows our teeth to heal themselves. If the pH and the bacteria is right in our mouth, teeth will heal their own cavities. The gum tissues will heal and become less inflamed and bad breath goes away. So that's the goal of the whole system. So scraping the tongue is working because we're getting rid of the bad bacteria. Well, even using the traditional brushing, brushing method that everybody does, I have never had bad breath. I've never had um, any major cavities. More or less nowadays, what I have for cav cavities that have been filled, they do sealing on children's teeth, and that's the only cavities I had back when I was a kid. They did that. So I've never had any major dental problems anyway, but Good. I can definitely feel the difference in the smoothness of my teeth and and everything else just and and the lack of tartar is just awesome yeah <laughs> yeah the, the it's amazing what it does for tartar oh absolutely um my third thing before i lose connection um i have a couple of jars of hot honey that i made in the fridge and one of them the best way i can describe it has turned basically the same as um apple cider vinegar it's got strains of, I guess, bacteria floating around in it. Yes. So I don't know if it's good or bad. That's good. We actually, in, in apple it's, cider vinegar, we would call that the mother. That is, that's, that's, right. that's the good stuff. So, yeah, in, in all ferments, you can start to see that kind of stuff develop in the ferment. It gets really cloudy. You can get the long strings of stuff. It, yeah, that's all good, though. Okay, because it doesn't look like it would be, <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, I mean, but only one like, jar did it. The other jar didn't do it. Like if you go to the grocery store and pick up 
Bubby's Pickles, which is one of the few true fermented pickles in the grocery store. Um, just turn it upside down and watch that stuff come off the bottom and just filter all the way through, and it'll go completely cloudy. Okay. All right. All right. So I, I will I will give it a shot and try eating it or dr- drinking it actually and we'll we'll experiment a little with it. There you go. <laughs> All righty, thank you very much and you have a great day. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right, we're gonna grab the last call here for the day. We're off to Florida. Karen, you get the final word. Awesome. I have a excellent book recommendation, but it needs to be in print because it's like a reference book. Okay. And it's called the Survival Medicine Handbook. I It's a essential guide to when help is not on the way. I have that one. It is so good, the yes, diagrams and everything. But Joe Alton and his wife Amy, they also have a website that's called Doom and Bloom. Um, they have videos showing you how to set bones, you Excellent. know, fix eye injuries. And you can also, they have a ton of videos on YouTube, and it's called Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. Oh, good. They good. they go into a lot of detail about the fish and the bird antibiotics. They'll even talk, the book has better as far as telling you the dosage. Oh, good, good. And how to use them, because if you're allergic to penicillin, there's alternatives for that, but there's right. still the fish and bird antibiotics. Right. Um, and I would like to caution you about getting rid of yours. I understand up in yours, but Nurse Amy did a whole thing about the expiration on antibiotics, depending on how you stored them, that if you bought the, you know, the 50 milligrams, so you take two, okay. you know, but uh, she said, I, I think she said it was like eight years past the oh, date. Well, that's if good they, to know. you know, weren't sitting in a hot cooler. No, yeah. we, um, and, you know, it's on her video. Now, I do keep a stock of them in the coach, and those would go through all kinds of temperature extremes. The stuff I keep in the house is stored the same way, you know, all of my canned goods are cool, dark. Uh, right. So those are probably that. That's really good to know, though. You know, I wondered about that because I know expiration yeah. dates are never, you know, much of a science. So um, that's good to know. So I'll probably buy some new stuff and throw in the coach, but I won't get rid of what I've got. Right. And on her website, uh, I know she I don't remember which website it was, whether it was Doom and Bloom or YouTube. But she talked about the expirations on uh, even your cough syrup, whatever people would do for that, you know. We got to remind people that this isn't for regular treatment, so you don't see a doctor. It is for when the doctor's not coming. Yes, exactly. they did everything from you know showing you how to put stitches in, and I don't know. It was just no. I it's love a wealth that. of information, and they're here in Florida. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I I, so. I I I probably have four or five really big thorough, you know, emergency medical books that are designed to teach non-medical people some some pretty in-depth medical procedures, but it's pure emergency. Like 911's not available, right. nobody's coming to the rescue. <laughs> You're going to have to do what you can do. Um and of the 4 or 5, that one by far is my favorite. Oh, yeah, it's it's really good. So, I just wanted to throw that out there and I think that's it. Um, love everything you guys do and have safe travels for whatever you're going to do today. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. I, I think I'm going to go out and punish myself on the water again. I'm really sore from yesterday. My knees tweaked, but 
I just have a feeling if I go back out there and get in the water today, it's going to be worthwhile. And then tomorrow and Friday, the winds are just getting better and better. So it's very possible I may not do any spaces this week. Um, so just calling that one on the fly. We'll see what happens. I'm going to go check the check the wind right now and see if I can get my uh, my knee working right again. And um, I think I'm going to head out there. So I'll report back tomorrow. We'll see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.